They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery, your host for the evening. I am here with my good friend, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, Alo Aaron Lloyd, resident European champion, hailing from Bordeaux, France. Must be making that wine, I don't know. <laughs> Drink it in, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermill. Welcome back. Sexiest never face. <laughs> and very special guest tonight, the author, performer of the wonderful Matt Madness intro music and outro music, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. No relation. Donovan, thank you for joining us tonight. No problem. <clears throat> it is our 50th episode. Anyone who has listened, episode. yeah. Anyone who has listened to us from the beginning, thank you for lasting this long. Uh, I don't know. Did anybody think we'd get to fifty? I knew it. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I, I, I thought we would too, because I, I know designs on stopping. But it surely doesn't feel like fifty. Fifty weeks. We're too shy of our, our one year anniversary. Uh, it's also our last show of 2016. So with that, we have the first ever Matt Madness Award Show. Uh, that's why we brought Donovan in to kind of help us pick our winners. Basically what we're going to do, everybody's going to rank each of the nominees in the, each category. It will be a points-based voting system similar to the Heisman Trophy or the, you know, the NBA MVP award. Uh, so basically we're kind of going to decide these winners on the spot as we go. Uh, with that, I guess we'll get started with the first award, which is named after... The Lowdown's entrance music, the Talking All This Madness Award. I know, Lowdown, you were excited to get in on this award. Uh, yeah. This is for the WWE superstar who was the best talker of 2016. Nominees are Chris Jericho, The Miz, Kevin Owens, Charlotte Flair, and Charlotte Flair sorry, and AJ Styles. Uh, anyone would like to go first? Would you like me to go first to get mine out of the way? So this is definitely the toughest category, like, out of all of them. It is tough. You can make a case for anyone on this list. You can. That's why it's, it's a list. <laughs> I mean, we, we got to get, get guys it's that are a nominated. List. <laughs> You're on the list. Yes. List. So my list is going to start with a guy who I think has had arguably the best year, the best, most entertaining year of a Hall of Fame career. I just elevated him to my Mount Rushmore. You have. A month ago or two months ago. He's making his moves. Uh, Chris Jericho I have as my number one. Number two, uh, guy I think is the best heel in the business right now, The Miz. Number three, a guy who is a heel that you actually love to love, Kevin Owens. Uh, Number four, a woman who has grown by leaps and bounds over the year of 2016, Charlotte Flair. And at number five... This is no slight, no disrespect, but I have AJ Styles as my number five. Alo, you ready to, to bring yours? Yeah, like you said, um, bring in the heat. <laughs> Latino heat. But um, like you said, that you can't go wrong with any of these guys. But number five, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens. Okay. That's my number five. His work has been great, but like I said, he hasn't been that serious Kevin Owens. He's been entertaining and all, but it's not the Kevin Owens that we're accustomed to that we love. Right. Number four, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. He's he's been great. Just the promos with John Cena, John. Yeah, I mean that, that, that alone. That, 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 that alone got him nominated. Yeah, 
Because I knew you were going to say that, John. <laughs> like, that was great. Number three, I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. Okay? She's grown leaps and bounds throughout the entire year. So she's been fantastic. She's one of my bright spots. Well, she's one of the top three people I look forward to watching on Raw. And we'll get to her again mm-hmm. later, in the, later in this. And number, number two, I'm going with The Miz. The Miz, he's been excellent. He's been, his career has been rejuvenated. Well, not even rejuvenated. He's actually been put in a prime role to actually succeed. So that, that's my number two. Even Renee Young had to, <laughs> had to make it a point to say that. So Miz is my number two. And then, of course... Chris Jericho. <laughs> you, you cannot knock what this guy has done all year. You cannot. This guy has been so entertaining. His matches might not have been great, but he's been so entertaining. He's been phenomenal. <laughs> all right, Mr. Sexy, what do you got? Well, I'm going to go the same way he did from uh, from my fifth down to my top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was supposed um, to do that. That's fine. <laughs> As a shoot, I apologize, everybody. When I started with five, I started with AJ, not that he wasn't I was just way too excited to talk about Jericho. Not that he wasn't entertaining or not that he wasn't talking. He wasn't talking all the madness that everyone else was, mm-hmm. but I just think for me, there's other guys that were that, that on this list that are that, that were better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went four with the KO. Um, once he got the title, he wasn't doing as much talking. I mean, they had the whole kind of Jericho, um, Jericho and him angle kind of kind of took away from it, took away his steam. You know, he wasn't doing as much. Uh, three, I went to Charlotte. Charlotte, what she's done in the women's division, has been amazing. I mean, just even her mic work has kind of been carrying... Some of the wooden vision, him, her and Sasha back and forth has been very entertaining to, to listen to. Then Jericho, like you said, doing some of the best work of his career, um, him out there every week is always entertaining. What he could put, what he could bring to the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he wasn't as good as this number one guy, but it was up there. And number one for me was the Miz. He's brought relevance back. <laughs> He's brought relevance back to the Intercontinental Title. Talking about that, that, I mean, that shoot. Alone on Daniel Bryan was just epic. I mean, it had everyone buzzing about the Intercontinental title again, and he's still continuing to bring it every week. So that's why I went with him number one. I like it. And now, last but certainly not least, the man who is the namesake of this award, the Talking All This Madness Award, Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. Who do you got? Well, as the face of the hill, <laughs> I love that everyone in this category is a hill. I think that's, I thought that was real sad. Yeah. Well, no, nah, I, I didn't because I just I feel like a lot of the faces like they're just trying to like tug at your heart too much. Like Dolph Ziggler, like Dolph Ziggler, every time he talks, it's just like he's trying. It sounds like he's talking from a movie script. Like he's just <laughs> trying to edge you, and it's like I don't I don't believe it, Dolph. Too like, candy just, coated. I just, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just don't believe. You, but I feel like all the hills they just literally say what they feel, and it's like. It's getting over. I mean, WWE mm-hmm. should take notes on that. With, but anyway, <laughs> that being said, I think maybe Dean Ambrose has kind of, kind of, you know, walked that line a little bit. He has. He's one of the few. Yeah, we'll get to Dean. Um, <laughs> uh, but my list is kind of, I think, similar to Elo's. Uh, number five is Kevin Owens, and that's my boy. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like, you know what I mean, kind of like Jericho stole that thunder from him. Like, yeah. he, I, I feel like in the beginning of the year, it was like people were like, listening to what he was saying and then like once they put him with Jericho was like kind of like split more so and or Jericho took over most of the part so he's five uh four AJ Styles um definitely been you know a great talker since he's turned heel especially the you know stretching out people's names of, mm-hmm. you know, John and <laughs> Dean Dean was probably my funniest Dean was probably the Dean. funniest one to me but just that and just uh how pissed off he's been at James Ellsworth has been hilarious mm-hmm. um Three, uh, Charlotte, just because Charlotte had, like, 
she's really gotten under people's skin this mm-hmm. year, like with the stuff she's been saying and doing. So like I legitimately hate her, even though I love her. <laughs> uh, two is the Miz, uh, because he that pro like that promo that he did with Daniel Bryan by his itself just literally like should have him on this list. Like he literally like sold the crap out of that promo, and he's just been like. He's just been chopping everybody down on the Mike Sense mm-hmm. thing. Like, he's just been killing them. So, <laughs> I put him at two. And, I mean, obviously, at number one is the gift of Jericho. <laughs> You're drinking it. Because we all drunk it in, man. We did. I've never stopped just, drinking it in. <laughs> but it's just like, it's, it's it's like everything that dude says, like, they're just putting it on a T-shirt. Like, it it. It's just like drinking in man's on the shirt. The list of Jericho is on the shirt. Like everything that dude's doing, they're just putting it on T-shirts now. Like, mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's undeniably he's number one. So. I, I guess you're not going on the list then. <laughs> no, he did not. No, you no, did no. not make the list. He did not make the list. So Alo, do we have a winner crown? Yes, we I do. think I know who it is. Yeah. So finishing at number five with six points, we have AJ Styles. Finishing at fourth place, we have Kevin Owens with seven points. Finishing in second place is Charlotte Flair with 11 points. Finished second is The Miz with 17 points. And the winner of the inaugural Talking All This Madness Award with 19 points goes to Chris Jericho. Y2J. Drink it in, man. Miz made it close, though. Miz made it close. <laughs> he did. Miz made, made a hell of a run at it. I'll give him that. 2017, who's to say he doesn't get it? He deserves a title run. <laughs> he does. I'll repeat, oh, that I'll repeat that when Eric gets here. <laughs> I want somebody to make a collage video of, like all the ridiculous things Jericho has said this year because it's just it's just been all funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I would guess at least once a week I go on YouTube and I watch a mishmash of all the drinking in man. <laughs> <laughs> the hug of Jericho, <laughs> bring it in, man. Yeah, he's been able to, to use it different ways. The bring it in, man. Try it on, man. Like, he's had all these. Ink it in, man. He's had so many good variations of it. Uh, so, getting to Raw. And actually. Why? Well, you actually. That just led me exactly <laughs> to the point I was about to make. Now, another funny part was uh-huh. when uh, he was looking for the list. And Jenner Mahal was doing the breathing technique. He's just like, stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. Stupid idiot! <laughs> I want the list. Like exactly, it's hilarious. The the fact that he made the term "stupid idiot," which probably none of us have used since we were in like third grade, <laughs> like everybody waits for him to say it. Might have been a little more centered since yeah. since that age. So <laughs> right, <laughs> stupid idiot is 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 taking a turn for the good. It has, but raw. I just kind of want to make a quick comparison here. Raw. I honestly don't remember much detail from Raw. To me, it was, it was like I was watching a rerun of Raw. There wasn't much was. detail to go Everything into. that happened on Raw, I've seen multiple times already. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. No, you've never seen anyone get smacked with a Christmas tree. <laughs> that was awesome. I'll get to, we'll get to that. Yeah. I, but SmackDown, on the other hand, so Raw pretty much books their show as they go along throughout Monday night. SmackDown, their whole show was booked a week ahead. I don't know anything about the ratings. I did see that SmackDown was really close last week. I would have to think that they may have beaten Raw this week. They had the World Championship defended, the Tag Team Championship defended, the Women's Championship defended. Everybody knew these matches were happening a week in advance. And the show was great. It was, yeah, it was, it was a far better same, show. It was in the same arena. Yeah. And that crowd, the Raw crowd was dead, but that SmackDown crowd was... was 
electric from the start. Yeah, Cena advertised it. So if you didn't watch SmackDown, you're a stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Raw should be learning something from SmackDown. But anyway, this will be the part of the show that I probably am talking the least. Universal Championship picture. Obviously, Kevin Owens, longest reigning Universal Champion of all time. Still has his feud going with Owens. We still have Seth Rollins and Chris Jericho involved. And now Braun Strowman. Oh. Uh, Donovan is our guest. I will let you get to this one first. Like, what, what are your feelings on the Universal Championship picture? And the U.S. title, if you want to get into that at all. Um, I feel like it's... It's on the right guys, just not being built up the right way. Mm-hmm. The universal um, title, you mean? Yeah, um, I feel like it's it's on the right guys, just not being built up the right way. I feel like the prestige of it is not the same as you know the, the title that AJ has, and mm-hmm. I just feel like they 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 the way they've been booking it with Kevin Owens is just pretty much the same way they were booking it with Rollins, like. Yeah. Like it's it's the title on the right guy. It's just that you're not built. You're not booking that person correctly for, for holding that title. Um, so I just feel like you know, even though that we've been getting a lot of great stuff from them two together, like I feel like they have to turn him. They have to turn Kevin Owens back into being a savage in order to like you know make that title really a big deal. Because right now it's just like it's it's on Kevin Owens and you know, but. It doesn't mean anything really. Like it's kind of, it's kind of like Roman with the U.S. title. Like, yeah, you have it, but like, <laughs> do you? you know I mean? <laughs> Let him off his yeah. leash a little bit. Let him off his leash a little bit. Let him go. Yeah, really. Like, do you really? <laughs> for so, me, like, for me, the best comparison for this is, is you, you know those pictures that were all rage a couple of years ago. They were the dot pictures, and you had to look really hard to see what it yeah. is. Some people got it, some people didn't. Yeah. That's the way the title picture is from right now. <laughs> I have to look really hard to try to figure out. What Aren't you with the blouse? Is yeah, it, like, is like, it blue or like, like, what, what is it? Is it? Like, you know, it would be all, like, You have to study the picture and, and you try have to, to look figure at out it, it and eventually uh-huh. see an object in the picture. And I'm straining to understand what the picture is right now yeah. this title. I don't know where they're going, yeah. what they want to do. It's just, it's just, it's a mess. <laughs> it's, it's got dulled out. Like, I feel like he has any, like, usually, <laughs> I mean, you usually look for Kevin Owens match and you know it's going to be great. But it's like, now it's like, he's been booked with people. It's just like, hmm, yeah, it was, it was a match. Okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with that. Do you think there's any salvaging his title run at this at this point? Or is it just kind of what it is at this point? I think it like it just kind of is what it is. I mean, once I think whenever they split Jericho up, they can kind of turn him back to what he was. But as of right now, he's kind of in like a a gimmick with with Jericho, and they're pretty much milking it for the sake of Jericho because he's he's over right now, pretty right. much. Yeah, he's he's over. But I mean, they got to do something better with Kevin Owens to try and make that relevant again. Yeah. Now, Joe, like you said, they're misusing him. So, Joe, your feelings, like, are you disappointed with the Kevin Owens title run? Very. What, um... Considering how he got the title, that whole, you know, Triple H kind of turning on Seth Rollins thing, which they haven't even really touched upon other than Seth's trying to hunt him down. Oh, They had that big, you know, which, again, was like a huge mark moment for me, mark out kind of moment for me. From that to where we are now is just night and day. Yeah. Um... Even that was weird though. Like you, like no one's going to like punch you in the face, and then six months later you're like, "Hey, I'm looking for the guy who punched me in the face." <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, very well, delayed reaction. Well, if you're the WWE video department, you could make that make sense. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. If anyone <laughs> can, it's them. Yeah, they're they're given the unenviable task of making I, sense. I, of I, I was in awe how they made it make sense. <laughs> like I had to give them a round of applause because yeah. that was perfect. How they made it make sense. Uh, so Halo. Does Roman win the championship at the Royal Rumble, the Universal Title? I don't know. 
it's it's real hard to tell because it's like okay, Rollins is so called supposed to be at the Triple H. He he needs a, he's coming after Kevin Owens next. That's like okay, so is that going to be in the Royal Rumble match? Or I personally think he should be added to this match to have Triple Threat because Jericho has been a thorn in Rollins' skin as well. So it it will make more sense if Roman and Seth got a title shot and Jericho hanging from the shark cage, and then maybe we get Triple H from there. But they actually, cage. yeah, got, got to sell that for Christmas. Right now, yeah, 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 before the New Year. <laughs> but that would make more sense because that's been. The, the button issue is Chris Jericho. Yeah. So it makes sense for both of them get the title shot. And then after that, do you get Triple H interfering in that match? Because so, 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 no matter what, we got to get Triple H eventually. And I don't know what they're going to do because, like like Donovan said, that the most intriguing thing for Owens is to turn on Jericho. But right now, the Royal Rumble's, Royal Rumble's what, the 28th or mm-hmm. 24th or something like something that? Something like that. Something like that. So you're not going to get him turn on Jericho if he does until February. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of time between now and after the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's five weeks away. Yeah. yeah, it's the 29th. It's the day after my birthday. Okay, okay. so the 29th. So that's a lot of time. And for for Kevin Owens to do something interesting, we're not gonna get that till February. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like I, because Roman, like we we've said many times before, he's never really been removed from like main event st- status. He was given the U.S. title. I thought that was a great opportunity to let him build something, kind of on his own. Nothing. Yeah. No. Exactly. They haven't had him stand on his own with the U.S. Like, title. Because them, them switching him to the U.S. title, that's not what was pre, predetermined. So he, they, he got a chance to build something new for himself, and they never let him do it. They just kind of stuck him in the same spot, just with a different belt to hold for a little while. Um, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of, of this whole angle at the top. Yeah, I feel like it's stupid. I feel like they should have let Kevin Owens <laughs> take the Universal Championship off of him the other night. Because yeah. I feel like he'll do more with it than Roman did. Like he'll it'll at least be appealing again. Like yeah, he's de- literally defended it like what once, twice maybe. And then the match, yeah. the match, yeah, maybe once. And then we saw this match what four times in the last five weeks. I think it's something close, something close to that. Yeah, it's and like Raw's in syndication, and it's like the same rerun running on three <laughs> different channels. Yeah. Well, if you include Roadblock, yeah, because that was nothing but Raw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was Raw. It was, <laughs> yeah. I, it, and that's why I called it Raw Block. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, Raw Block, exactly. That's what, that's what it, was, it was. It wasn't a pay-per-view at all. Yeah, and then, but we, we got to talk about Jericho. Mm-hmm. The gold. Mm-hmm. But with Steph, with Steph <laughs> hanging two, 100 feet. No, it's 200 feet in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the what, sexy pinata. What do you say? What do you say? Sexy pinata. They'll put spiders. He's like, acne. Acne, acro, erectopopia. Yeah. <laughs> so, I have both. <laughs> yeah, Jericho, for most of the last two months, has been single-handedly what makes Raw worth watching. Like, you just don't want to miss Jericho. Uh, I guess which is why he won the, the award he won already. I guess we'll have to make him up a trophy mm-hmm. and try to get it to him. He'll get but, it eventually. The yeah. award of Jericho. <laughs> Raise it up, man. <laughs> Uh, Seth had a match with Braun Strowman, which he demanded. Disqualification finished because Sami Zayn got involved. Clearly that's going to continue. Yeah, I guess. I've had enough of this stiff giant. Yeah. Uh, Is anybody on board with Braun Strowman? No. I'm on board with him smacking people. That was the best thing he's ever done. Between that and destroying Ellsworth, I I, I legit popped for Braun Strowman. He came out, he grabbed the tree. I popped for Braun Strowman. Even the crowd was cheering his name. So well, when he threw when he you? threw Sankara through the tree, that was pretty. <laughs> yeah, there was something else he did. I can't remember exactly what he said. That was kind of like funny. He and entertaining during and in the course of the show. Oh, backstage with Jericho. Yeah, 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 yeah. He tried to say something like like I, th- I don't think it was intentional, 
intentionally funny, but you said it. I was like, oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr- Bro- Strowman has a list now too. The yeah. list of Strowman. Mm-hmm. Squash him down, man. <laughs> so is is Strowman over with you, Alo? Just that one time. Just that one time. So you're not invested. No. Joey, I already know how you feel. Donovan, are you Painful. getting invested in Strowman at all, or not really? I don't know, man. I kind of like with the, with him just like interrupting people's matches, yeah. like, just yeah. destroying people with foreign objects. Like yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. Just yeah. wreaking havoc on the whole yeah. roster. Yeah. If his gimmick is coming out during shining star matches or Titus, so, Titus O'Neil and during the matches, I'm all I'm all for it. Well, yeah, there was that's a thank good. you Strowman chant, yeah. wasn't there at one yeah. point? It was. That's one, mean, one of very few that's handful good, of things that ever in the ring in Chicago. <laughs> By the way, the, the Shining Stars to me are an underrated tag team, man. I feel like they could be very entertaining if they get the correct push. Um, what do you think? They it's like a comedy aspect, or do you just like they're in ring, or what is what is it? That I mean, in the Shining their Stars? comedy aspect kind of leads them like even though they're heels, like their comedy aspect to it is just hilarious. They just don't get the shine to do it. Like even like the the whole gimmick of them having the the timeshares, like that could really be funny if they like do something right with it. You know what I mean? Like even when they uh, were uh, doing the uh, the the rivalry with uh, Enzo and Cash, like Epico kept doing the uh, the Running Man, like in this weird fashion, like just to kind of mock Enzo. And it was just like this is like this is funny, like this is good stuff. But they just didn't keep it going long enough. So I feel like that's a team that would have to go to SmackDown to get to get utilized properly. Because I don't see a lot of that is, happening on Raw. They, they're like a five-year project, and they still have not gotten over. No, <laughs> and they're and they're still they're still uh, Matadors on WWE 2K17. Like I don't understand. <laughs> really? Yeah. They've been regular people for like a whole year yeah. now, and they're still Matadors on a video game that came out people. months yeah. ago. That's ridiculous. That's kind of racist toward Matadors. They're regular people, too. Well, not saying they're not regular people, but I mean, like, regular characters. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see how it is. Uh, anything else any, anyone wants to say about any of these guys? Do better. Oh, yeah. we can't forget Stephanie McMahon, uh, her, her CM Punk stat. That yeah. was awesome. I'm glad you brought yeah, that up. Kind of a... Yeah, if, if If you ever don't please a woman, just say you last long in a CM Punk. <laughs> That's a good way to do it. I'll try yeah. that later. And we'll you know what? I think, was that the first time anyone had a legitimate rebuttal to that? Yeah, yeah, she was quick-witted with that one. That was pretty good. Like, I was, I was actually, like, taken aback a little bit. Like, whoa, nobody's ever really no. challenged the fans. That's on a doing stinger. This oh. Yeah. If you, if you do this for two minutes and 15 seconds, you'll last longer than CM Punk did in his fight. But it was great. Um, so the women, well, I guess we could use Stephanie to transfer into the women's division. Well, I mean, before we get to that, we got to talk. Mm-hmm. I think I think the uh, Strowman Zane match book for next week could be entertaining. Last man standing. Sammy has to last. He's going to be you know hanging on by a thread. Pure Zam- Sammy Zane fashion is going to be uh, entertaining in that sense. Who wins? I, I can't imagine Strowman losing. To me, I I don't know how you have him lose. Yeah, but you're gonna keep Sammy over too, because he's gonna be standing, trying to fight the stand until his very last, until he can't really. He's probably take some nice bumps. Yeah, I've I heard imagine. it. I've heard it kind of reasoned that it's a way for Strowman to lose without being pinned. But like, isn't it worse to not be able to get up to a ten count? To me, that's a worse way to lose. Well, unless they do the whole Big Show angle where they bury him and something <laughs> like uh, physically on like. Yeah, I need, I, I need Sammy I to push the speakers on on Strowman's <laughs> Yeah, that would be dope. I hope they do like some sort of like loser like leaves or goes to SmackDown. I hope Sammy loses because I want him to go to SmackDown. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Strowman wins. I would love to see Sammy on SmackDown. I thought it was going to happen. What two weeks ago? Yeah, three they, weeks they ago. They swerved me on that. I thought it was going to happen. 
Yeah, I don't know. So I, like, I don't even like I don't even like Mick Foley in this thing. Like he's like a overprotective mom. Like just mm-hmm. like he's a grown man. Like if he wants to fight a giant, let him fight the giant. Like he is he's he signed a contract. Like right, like that's what he's there to do. <laughs> it's not your job to protect these guys from themselves. I could see like yeah, and you know, and he even gets involved in the matches. Like when he was about to throw in the towel last week or whenever it was. What yeah. was it? It was at Roadblock, right? Mm-hmm. Nah, it was, well, yeah, I think at Roadblock he was about to do it. Yeah, he was about to throw in the towel on his behalf. It's like, why? Roadblock? Yeah. yeah. And what know. has McFarley been wearing? <laughs> I don't know. Now, were you a fan of the plaid suit? No. <laughs> don't lie, you not know you're wearing of, one right now. Not you're a fan of wrong. anything that man is. He wore, like, like sweatpants with, like, a, a suit jacket <laughs> and a T-shirt last week. Like, what are you doing? Who's dressing you? Uh, well, maybe it's the writers, because <laughs> it's, it's a discombobulated mess. Like yeah, they're just as terrible. Yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> uh, women's division, we got some more of the same. Yeah. We got another match, Bailey and Charlotte, this time with Dana Brooke as the guest referee. Boo. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, Dana Brooke as a wrestler or a referee, because she was a horrible ref. Uh, none of this made sense to me. He's a horrible From character. start to finish, just none of it made sense. Well, Dana hasn't been by Charlotte's side in a while. Yeah. Now we're she's glad. Back. I know. We're now she's back. We don't really know why. Uh, she came out as the ref. But then but another this... ref came out. So if she was the ref, either that match never started or it didn't count. Yeah, I don't know. Well, to me, it didn't count because I don't, like I said, I, don't, I didn't retain anything from it other than Dana was the, the referee. Uh, but this is another case of we're going to get this match three times and get it on a pay per view. It's like. Well, I'm not hype about it. No. And you know what? And we should, this is something we should be hype about. Like, it, Bailey. Everybody wants to see Bailey in a prominent position. She's getting put in one, but they're not doing it in an interesting no. way at you gotta all. you got to find a way to start putting her over. You can't but have it was, her losing it, matches. It was dumb for them to do the, the, the um, Iron Man thing with, with Sasha and Charlotte because it's like that's not – that's Charlotte. That's Sasha's match, but it's not Charlotte's match. They should have kept this, the title on Sasha and then had her do it again with Bailey on the main roster. Like they're just trying to plug Charlotte and everything, and like that's cool. But it's like you can't plug her in on match one and didn't have her win the match that she's less experienced in. Well, the other thing with that is is that they had clearly turned the corner. Like they were turning the page from Charlotte and Sasha to Charlotte and Bailey at Survivor Series. And then they just showed up, like, the next week, and it was like, oh, no, it's still Sasha and Charlotte. It, they, they stopped and then started it again. If this would have started the week after Survivor Series, we'd probably be a lot more invested because Charlotte had just, uh, to steal a phrase from Corey Graves, laid waste to Bailey after their elimination match. But now it's like a month, over a month has gone by since then. So it's kind of apropos to what you said in the beginning of the show that – Clearly, Raw is just throwing it together on the fly. Where SmackDown has some of somewhat of a plan, they have it <laughs> structured. This they're just throwing this stuff together like the night of. Like, yeah, let's do that. I really hate. You wear that suit. Wear that suit. <laughs> you don't have the pants. That's fine. Let's do that. Oh, you only got sweatpants. Fine. Just throw a sport coat on. Do it. Do it. Yeah. I hate Raw. It's been so bad. They'll be complaining so much about the writing, they won't notice your outfit. It's so bad. Dana, we haven't seen you. Well, let's go down with Charlotte again. It's so bad. Tag along. What does Charlotte? Look. She asked her lawyers to remove the the win of the history books or yeah. something. Like, yeah. What what is this? Flair's always. There's a lot of angle. wins that need to be out of that history book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, 
Like, like what? Like, what? What is this? And, like, your lawyer clearly went down. <laughs> and then my problem is, okay, like the Bailey I fell in love with was the Bailey after NXT Brooklyn. That like, that's when Bailey was actually a strong character. Now they have her acting like the old Bailey, where she's just marking out for everything and stuff like that. It just just happy to be there. That's not the Bailey that I liked. I didn't like that when when it, it was kind of when it became clear that Bailey was going to be the next in line. I was like, Bailey's going Bailey's going to carry NXT. I, I couldn't believe it, but after she won it, and she won it, I could buy it. Yeah, and she, now, she actually did it. Yeah, and now they, they, they're just treating her the same way they did back then. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I can't, I can't buy it. Yeah, it, uh, lowdown. Are you a Bailey fan or no? I think he took a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may have some some Skype difficulties at the moment. He's there. Well, it's a forum. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> For the Lloyd namesake, no. <laughs> well, then again, I don't know. Maybe he does, but I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, out of the, out of the four, I've always liked Sasha the most. So, do you, out do of you the have four, a ranking of those four? Say it again. Do you have a ranking of those four? Yeah. Who do you got? It's, it's Sasha number one. Sasha, Charlotte, uh, Becky, Bailey. Uh, yeah, mine. Actually, probably... Becky and Bailey could be interchangeable for me, honestly. Charlotte was definitely my number four when they left uh, when they left NXT, but she's definitely my number two now. I think uh, she's earned her way. Up. She'll never be number one, but she's earned her way up the ranks. Um, before we move on with anything else to Raw, uh, I guess we could get to another award. We just mentioned Sasha Banks. We mentioned mentioned Becky Lynch. We have our Breakout Star of the Year. Uh, we actually caught some heat on Facebook for having AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura on this. Oh, shut up. But the purpose of this award is not everyone who watches WWE really knew who either of those two guys were. Not everyone who listens to the show knows who those two guys were. And they clearly put themselves on the map in WWE within the 2016 calendar year, which is why they're on this list. Breakout Star of the Year nominees. The phenomenal AJ Styles, Alexa Bliss, uh, DIY Gargano and Champa, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch. So, I'll take this first again because I have my list directly in front of me. My number one is AJ Styles. Uh, reason being, he arguably has. Um, you know what? I'll go back. (laughs) My number five, (laughs) Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, I think, has had a really good year. She missed a little bit of time. She was kind of, there have been times she's kind of been, like, on the back burner. So she's my number five. A lot of people probably would think I would have Sasha Banks much higher on this list. uh, But she's my number four. I feel like since she got to Raw, she's been off TV for months at a time. Uh, Every title reign she's had has lasted only until the next pay-per-view, the first pay-per-view after she got it. She has not been used to her fullest potential. She's had great matches. She's given up some great moments over the course of the year. But there just have been other people that have been better, and I don't think that they have used her to her fullest potential. My number three is Gargano and Ciampa. Uh, I think that, one, those guys were like indie darlings for a long time. And I feel like they, what they've done in NXT, they really put themselves on the map on a larger scale. Uh, As singles competitors, they had one of the match of the year possibilities. 
as a tag team, the same thing. They, they're great in the ring no matter what they do. They're my number three. My number two, Alexa Bliss. Main reason being, so one of my reasons Sasha Banks was a little lower is Sasha Banks had some great accomplishments in NXT. And while she's had some great accomplishments on the main roster, I don't feel she's quite equal to her success in NXT. Alexa Bliss, I feel like, has already far surpassed what she did in NXT. Oh. I think she's been incredible oh, on yeah. SmackDown. She's another one that keeps getting better. I enjoy her as a SmackDown Women's Champion. And then my number one, as I already said, AJ Styles, arguably the greatest first year of anyone in WWE history. Uh, he beat John, he beat he's the man who uh, beat John Cena, so I have AJ Styles. Uh, Joey, what are your rankings for Breakout Star of the Year? Um, are we just doing five? Go, yeah, you missed go. one. Yeah, I did. You oh, yeah, six or yes. You missed Nakamura. Oh, I did. All right. Well, then I guess he'll be. I'll throw him. I'll just put him last. Then <laughs> he's he, he's just bottom. Because. He's just the bottom. <laughs> he's a bottom feeder. It's not fair to him, but uh, life's not fair. Life happens. My list has some uh, kind of similar numbers there. So I started off at the bottom with Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's starting to get a little more in SmackDown. But um, as far as the women, like between Charlotte, Sasha, Becky Lynch was probably my my you know bottom of of, the, of those guys there. Um, after that, I went Sasha Banks. Um, outside of the rival with Charlotte, I haven't seen her. I mean, I wanted to see more of her carrying the title, a little more run. Mm-hmm. Her runs have been significantly shorter compared to Charlotte's. Yeah. And for me, that's why I got I kind of got her b- b- towards the bottom four. Uh, DIY. Um, again, as a tag team, they haven't had a lot, but I mean, the singers matches they put on, then the DIY matches that they had with the revival were, were you know terrific matches. Um, I haven't seen as much of them re- lately. Uh, they just had a, had a match tonight on on the um, NXT show, but DIY I have them for um, three. I Shinsuke Nakamura mm-hmm. um, again, excellent. I mean, I have his matches with Sami Zayn. Every match I've seen has been pretty pretty good. I'm pretty excited to see what he does in the future. Uh, two AJ Styles, and the reason I have AJ Styles two is because I kind of expected this from AJ. He came in. I mean, his mic work's been. Far, far better than I expected for him. But his in the ring is superior. I mean, I, I was reading an article from Kurt Angle that said anyone who gets in the ring with AJ Styles knows why he's one of the best wrestlers mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah, yeah, I saw he that too. He put a match with everyone, <laughs> and it's just amazing. Um, and one for me, just because the, the key word here is breakout star of the year, was Alexa Bliss. I didn't expect her to be yep. anywhere, and <laughs> she is. I mean, coming from NXT, she was kind of irrelevant. She was tagged with those chumps in NXT. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, like the roadie for them. Didn't do much. <laughs> she came in, and she's really real with it. She has the title now. She's putting on quality matches. Great might work. For me, she's the biggest surprise. Even uh, changed her look. Out. Yeah, even changed Since her look. she got there. She needs to keep running with that, uh, you know, that look. Yeah. Alo. All right, number, <clears throat> with number six, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. Okay. <clears throat> I'm glad she got the opportunity to break out of the four horsewomen, four, four horsewomen shadow a bit. Actually, got her chance to do the breast, but to become NXT, well, become SmackDown Women's Champion. Number five, I'm going to go with Sasha Banks. Okay. Sasha Banks, she, like I said, she's been in and out of TV so many times, but we already knew she was destined for these great things. So a lot of these th- great things and matches don't come, didn't come by to any surprise. Number, th- number f- five. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm a four. Four will go with Shinsuke Nakamura because Shinsuke Nakamura, he, the big one of the big acquisitions at the beginning of the year, became the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. The matches with Sami Zayn, his matches with Samoa Joe left a little bit left a little bit on the table, but he's been amazing since he since he has come to the WWE roster. Yeah. Number 
four, I'm going to go with DIY. That tag, tag the, the DIY tag team, they've been a great tag team. Just the, the normal build and watching somebody grow up, we always love that feeling. Mm -hmm. when, when it comes to what, um, wrestling, that's what NXT kind of is. It's like we watch them grow up, and that's, yeah. always, that's always really fun. Number five, I'm going with AJ Styles. Because, like Joey said, AJ Styles, we he may be new to WWE, but the, what what he was, he was the biggest acquisition. You know, before the rumors leaked, WWE.com put it out there. So you know WWE.com acknowledged it, it's going to be mm -hmm. true. And a thing with him is, it's like, okay, we know he's the biggest name. We don't. The thing is with Vince, this, AJ's a TNA guy. What's Vince going to do with a TNA guy? Could, he could he could he could. Put him into the he could feed him to the to his guys. Yeah, or keep him in the bottom. Like he could be like essentially the Booker T of T. Right. But the Booker T of this and just never be be his guys. And number one, like Joey said, I'm going Alexa Bliss because it's this is the word breakout. And in NXT, Alexa Bliss, she never got her chance at the NXT Women's Title. But <coughs> with the times we did see Alexa Bliss, we all said that. When when we saw her, we, we like okay, that girl has it. Like when Blake and Murphy came out, I looked to Blake and Murphy just to see Alexa Bliss. Mm -hmm. And the minute she stepped foot on SmackDown Live, the first promo when they all came out, cut those promos, she stole the show right from the get go. And ever since then, she's been amazing. And she's one of the top three things I look forward to on a weekly basis. Yeah. The top three things I look forward to was Alexa Bliss, and that's this is, this is an order: Alexa Bliss, Charlotte Flair, and the Jericho and stuff. <laughs> that's what I look forward to the most because. Those are three most entertaining things in WWE right now. Yeah, and uh, low down. All right, I guess uh, rank rank your six, not not five like me. <laughs> uh, six is Becky Lynch because she's done nothing for me. Um, <laughs> five is Sasha because Sasha's already a star going into you know the year like they left her. Mm -hmm. They weren't probably giving her all the shine that she deserved right away, but she was already a star. Like it's no denying that. Um, Four, I'm gonna say Shinsuke Nakamura. Kind of the same thing as Sasha. Like, even though like most people who watch New Japan probably know who he was. He like as soon as he came out, he was already over with the crowd. Like, yeah, wasn't really breaking out. Like he already was who he was. <clears throat> Three, I'm gonna say DIY. Uh, simply because of you know their match with the Revival and their match in the Cruiserweight Classic. Like really. I mean, in my opinion, that was probably the best match out of that whole series there. Mm -hmm. So they definitely stole the show with that. So I, I feel like that puts them higher up on the list. Uh, two is AJ Styles. Kind of the same thing as Shinsuke and Sasha. He's, he's, he was already a star. Like, he's probably had the loudest pop this year uh, besides uh, Shane McMahon mm -hmm. uh, as far as, like, coming out. And, I mean, he's just been... He's been doing. He's been doing what everyone knows he was capable of doing all year. <clears throat> and then number one, I would say Alexa Bliss as well, um, just because like her last match, I, I believe with uh, with Bailey and NXT, like that's that really opened my eyes. Like okay, like she's really ready for the roster. Like she's really really good. Like that rivalry with Bailey really kind of showed. Like okay, she's she's ready to go up. Uh, yeah. So that actually something Alo said is why I made AJ number one because. One, he was made somewhere else. He wasn't a Vince creation. Two, when I saw him in the ring with Chris Jericho and saw how small he was, I was like, this guy could very easily, yeah, just be lost in the shuffle in three months. And he made them. He made. He gave them no choice but to make him the top guy. And so that that's the reason I went. I went with AJ. But I can't make any arguments against Alexa Bliss. She's been yeah, incredible. I can't make any arguments against AJ either. But yeah. So Alo. That being said. 
who is our winner of the first ever Matt Madness Breakout Star of the Year Award. All right, finishing at in sixth place is Becky Lynch with five points. Finishing in fifth place is Sasha Banks with nine points. Finishing, third, finishing in fourth place is Shinsuke Nakamura with 11 points. Finishing in third is DIY with 15 points. Finishing second with 21 points is AJ Styles. And the winner is Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Congratulations, Little Miss Bliss. She would not be blissed off to hear that. I'm kind of glad we actually went that way. Uh, because me too. You, you, I think we all saw the, saw the point, in, point in that. And mm-hmm. one thing about Alexa Bliss is I remember the, a few NXT episodes after Bailey won, and Alexa was the first one to challenge her, and the crowd would chant into Alexa, you're not worthy. Yeah. I remember that clearly. Mm-hmm. But right up from that point, Alexa, she was awesome. And like we had Derek on for the um, TakeOver Toronto mm-hmm. review. He was like, imagine... What, you see what Alexa's doing now. Imagine what she could have been in NXT. Yeah, and that's kind of what yeah. I was hoping. She would get there, but yeah. they put her on the main roster, and she yeah. got there yeah, with she, the bright lights. Yeah, she shined <laughs> in the bright lights. I mean, yeah. not to jump too far ahead, her match on SmackDown, the women's title was terrific. Mm-hmm. No, I, lo- I she's awesome. Uh, tag division on Raw. Not a whole lot happened. Cesaro and Sheamus defeated the New Day in their rematch. Yeah, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, another good match for them. Uh wasn't as good as the match prior, but it was still a good, good match. match. Yeah, kind of interesting. Cesaro is so entertaining. He's like, great. Like, like, like when he just goes on, goes on. Yeah, his rampage. Rampage is by himself. It's mm-hmm. like one of those entertaining swing, things. Does a drop? Does a the, yeah. on the show? Yeah. yeah, he's he's a great wrestler, man. Like he deserves to go to SmackDown. <laughs> it's funny because when I first started watching again and saw Cesaro, he was he was with um, Zeb and. Um, Swagger. Jack Swagger. Swagger, yeah. And I just looked at him as like, oh, he's just like a strong guy. Like, that was, in, in my mind, my like first impression, oh, he's just a strong guy. And then over the course of like a couple months, I was just like, wait a minute. This guy is not just a strong guy. This guy is such an unbelievable athlete. Oh, yeah. I talked about how fluid Randy Orton's movement is, like that it may, he makes it look easy. There's not many guys that make it look easier than Cesaro. Like I said, that, that match last week, when he took the whole... You know, six-man yeah. tag out or whatever it was in one, like in w- seemingly one motion. There's not many guys that could do that. The, quick, the quicksilver. Yeah, and part <laughs> of that motion was him like running outside the ring, coming back, climbing the top rope, and jumping off. I it got tired like, for him. Yeah, it seemed like he never missed a beat. I was out of breath. I was... I mean, um, I mean, this guy, this guy has it. I mean, he could be in the title picture. He has great in-ring ability. He's strong. He's. I, I, they need to start finding ways to work him up that way. Yeah, how long of a run do these guys get as tag team champions, A-Lo? I have no clue. Yeah, the only person that's... I mean, <clears throat> the only people I could see taking it from them is the New Day again. I'd be surprised if they have it past WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how long that, they're going to have how it. I feel. I feel like does I... this catapult either guy into a bigger thing as a singles competitor? No. Cesaro? No. Because so, I feel like he's already should be catapulted into that situation, but I just feel like it's not going to happen on Raw. So, Donovan, do you see him as a world champion? Uh, yeah. Well, not right away. I feel like he they need to put a, you know... I, honestly, I don't see why he doesn't have the, uni- the United States title right now, honestly. like He'd be a great guy for it. Yeah, like, I don't understand why he doesn't have it. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know either. They need to give him some time for some it. shoots. They need him to give him some mic time. They need to, <laughs> to find a way to get him better in, in that angle, then he'd be perfect. Uh, yeah, he'll never get that. Uh... I, I do like this tag team, though. I think that they're really good. Uh, I think that they're entertaining to watch. I like their styles. I like that they're both from... They're both European. I think that's kind of cool. Um, 
Who would have thought this all stemmed from a best of seven series? I know that that thing Just that we seven. all we all ridiculed <laughs> said we thought it wouldn't even be over yet. Um, the other tag team thing, Enzo and Cat still have this thing going on with Rusev and uh, Jinder Mahal. Anybody, anybody want to spend any time talking about that? Not, not at all. No. Talk about Lana's outfit. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only thing worth talking yeah. about. Yes. That'd be, a short, that'd be a short conversation. Good. Unintended. Yeah. Um, we can move on to the cruiserweight division, but real quick. We might well, we'll move on to Neville. That's pretty much what we're moving on to. Yeah, which, which I'm really excited about. Um, but before we do, we can get to rivalry of the year. So, rivalry of the year. The contenders are AJ Styles versus John Cena, Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe, The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte, and did I say Kevin Owens versus Sami no. Zayn already? Okay, so those are our five, and there are five on this one, correct? Yes. All right. So I will start in reverse order. Number five, I don't know if this will be surprising to people or not. I'm going to say Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, reason being, it was a storied rivalry for, you know, forever. They had this long backstory. It was part of their NXT story. Uh, I just felt like there was it got overshadowed a little bit. I felt like them staying on Raw together, it almost diminished what they had done up to that point. Of, like, Kevin Owens just kind of zoomed past Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn's off TV after he beat Kevin Owens to win that feud. Something about it just, it, I, don't, I don't view it as favorably as I probably did at the time. Yeah. So that's my number five. And we were there. Yeah, we were there for that. Great match. Um, four, I'll go with The Miz and Dolph Ziggler. I almost went higher with this, but the other ones were just so good I couldn't put it higher. Um, like, Dolph Ziggler even made me care about him for a week. So that's saying something about how good this feud was. Uh, three, I will go with Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Good feud. It was good matches. Uh, it kind of carried NXT for a series of months. Um, number two, I'll say AJ versus Cena. I probably would have put this number one if the last month hadn't happened. Um, AJ Cena rivalry was great. It brought Cena brought a lot out of AJ. I feel like AJ brought a lot out of Cena. He gave us the, uh, oh, oh, my goodness, who would I believe? The John Cena back to the night. Beat up um, Cena. That's yeah. a highlight of my year. Yeah, it brought, it brought up beat up John Cena. The highlight of, of SummerSlam. Yeah. But number one, I have to go with Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. WWE, as much as I'll discredit them for a lot of things, and I could even discredit them for a lot of things during this rivalry, they really took the time, spent the energy, put in the effort to build this thing as much as they did. They let these two women kind of take the ball and run. They raised when, when we all thought this feud should have been over, they started throwing in matches that just kept raising the stakes. I remember coming on the show saying, let it be done. Hell in the Cell should be it. Well, then they had the uh, Falls Count Anywhere match. Then they had the Iron Man match. So I feel like this was a worthy rivalry of the year. So my, my number one goes to Sasha and Charlotte. Uh, Lowdown, you want to take the number two spot here? Or Alo, I'm sorry. All right. Yeah, the Lloyds. The <laughs> two Lloyds in one place at one time. Such a good heel cover. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number five, I'm going to go with Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Um, I, don't ha- I didn't have much of a prom- problem with this feud, but other than the fact that it was too long. Mm-hmm. Like, this feud lasted almost, what, eight months 
on NXT TV. The, mat- the matches were fine. A shocking finish at a live event in, in April in Boston. And then the, the end off at TakeOver the End in a still, ma- still-, still cage match. Like I said, the violence went a little too long, but that's my number five. Num- number four, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Like, like we both said, this is- we were there for this match. We felt the intensity mm-hmm. in the arena. And then, next- then, the- then Sami Zayn does nothing, and Kevin Owens does something. He's the Universal Champion. And then Sami Zayn is nowhere to be found. Which makes no sense to me. Yeah. At all. Number three, I'm going to go with AJ Styles versus John Cena. Like I said, this feud, I, I want it more. Mm-hmm. I, I, we're going to get more, but that's going to lead into, ne- into the early part of right. 2017. But I, I just want it more. I think there was more left to be on the table for that. So that's why that's my number three. Number two, I'm going to go with Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. Because, like I said, The Miz, he's so great, but he doesn't always get the opportunity to show his greatness. Because... He's, they're like, okay, we have the charity event. Okay, go get, this, go get this guy over. Okay, do this, get healed. And this guy, that, they just tell him to do these certain things. When he's put in a relevant spot, he's able to actually do things important. Yeah. And then, like you say, investment. I was so invested into these matches for the Intercontinental title because the thing is, like, I like I was a big fan of Dolph Ziggler. You discouraged me so much about being a Dolph Ziggler fan because it's like every time I see him cut a promo, and I'm like, it's the same promo. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and and thing with investment, it's like okay, I was invested. Like no mercy, no mercy, match, I was invested into that match, and that's what you want in wrestling. And the Miz with the Intercontinental mm-hmm. Title, he's been so good because the more most important thing for a title is you have to be a hated heel so the face can beat you, you can get your comeuppance. Mm-hmm. And the number one, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair. The ma- the matches every time they had matches, they elevated. The stakes got better and better. Every match got every match got better. The hot potato thing, we, I don't have a problem with as much people do because. It kind of shows you on Evil Evil Eleven playing field. I do hate the fact that when Tom Sasha defended it once on a pay per view, that's when she dropped it. Mm-hmm. But the matches were great. The rivalry was great. The story was there. It's more of a nitpick than yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got a couple. Nitpicks. Yeah, and they found a perfect way to end it in, in the Iron Man match in a kind of a heartfelt moment when Sasha was forced to tap mm-hmm. out at the end of, at the yeah. Iron Man match. Yeah, blood streaming all over her yeah. face. That was kind of fun, Mister Sexy. What do, what do you got Time for... Time to get sexy on? Yeah. Uh, going from, again, the bottom up. So my fit, my, my bottom one is uh, Kevin Owens, Amy Zane. I felt like this uh, got a little stale after a while. Um, they were trying to find reasons to carry this on. And like you said, the feud had been carried on for some time. And to me, it didn't really um, carry the heat that, that, that we kind of hoped it would. Uh, four had Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Um, I thought they were very entertaining feuding and things like that. Uh, I think this this feud was far better than what we're seeing now with Samoa Joe and Shinjuke. Um, but for me, again, it wasn't like stellar enough to be the number one here. Three, I had uh, Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, I think in a lot of ways, Miz kind of carried this feud. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he built up the Intercontinental title made everyone interested in, and you kind of pulled for Dolph, but they kept doing the woe with me, Dolph. Um, can't win, can't get over enough, and they kind of they give not Dolph enough heat to make this the biggest rivalry there. Uh, two, again, the only reason I had this two probably for me is because it wasn't that long of a feud, but it was some of the better matches I've seen. The AJ Styles, John Cena, um, I have them too because again I don't think I feel there was enough there to make it the number one feud. I mean, no surprise here, the number one feud for me would have been Sa- Sasha Charlotte. Um, some of the most entertaining matches. This is the first time you're seeing a lot of these matches in, in women wrestling history. Mm-hmm. So that builds that uh, rivalry even more, makes it more uh, epic. So I, I have them as one as well. All right. And this time, Donovan, I am going to you for real this time. 
What is your ranking for rivalry of the year? Um, sorry, I had to clear my throat. Now you're good. <laughs> um, uh, for me, I'm gonna go Samoa Joe Finn Balor five. Um, just because it was a good uh, rivalry, it was a good storyline, but I mean, it was kind of like it was what it was. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like. With Shinsuke and Joe now, like there's more stuff going on in that rivalry than that one. Um, for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, because they're, I mean, regardless of how you know many times we saw the match, the wrestling was always great in it, mm-hmm. and I feel like they've woven it into more matches other than just those two together. Like even when they had the uh, the the multi man ladder match for the the title, like it was kind of woven in there as well. Like, mm-hmm. And a bunch of other stuff like that. Um, three, I'm going with the Miz and Dolph Ziggler because the Mitch, the Miz just you know killed him on the microphone like. <laughs> <laughs> so and just like even how like he incorporated like the storyline with Daniel Bryan just by doing you know stuff that would taunt him in the middle mm-hmm. of the matches and just like him talking to him and Shane before the matches and stuff like that. Like I just felt like that was really kind of like the push for the Miz through that rivalry. Yeah. Uh, two was AJ Styles and John Cena. Um, yeah, I mean, just it just is a second best rivalry. Like you know, it's the two juggernauts of two companies finally mm-hmm. coming together and wrestling, and just like even like the pop that they got the first time they got in the ring together, just how you know the crowd was reacting and people were going crazy. Like it was just a big deal, um, and just like the, the, a lot of the stuff that came out of it, like you know, during that rivalry. Um, even them, like, kind of banding together. Well, the club banding together and, you know, Cena banding together with Enzo and Cass. Like, I think that was a pretty good uh, match, decent match anyway. Um, and number one is obviously Sasha versus Charlotte because they just – they continue to raise the bar with every match that they had this year. And, I mean, it's just hard to not put them as number one. Like, there are two women wrestlers who have headlined uh, 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 a pay-per-view. Um, and – they, I mean, they've just been great. Like, there's no way, real way around it. Like, they've mm-hmm. just been great. <laughs> they've put on great matches, and they've done great things this year. So, so I don't even have to ask on this. It was our first clean sweep. So, we know who won already. Yeah. Halo, what's the, uh, the final tally for rivalry of the year? Well, the tie for fifth is Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens versus Stevenson with six points. Number three ended up being Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz. In second place, AJ Styles versus John Cena, and unanimously, Sasha Banks versus Charlotte. <laughs> Twenty first, points. First unanimous decision. Twenty. <laughs> Twenty. Perfect. Twenty. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, so, lowdown. I know you mentioned Neville. We're about to get in the cruiserweights. We close the award with you. I'll open the cruiserweight discussion with you. You mentioned Neville. I'm assuming you're excited for what is happening with the Neville heel turn. Yeah, that was the best part of Roadblock. It was. Uh, yeah. How long do you think before Neville is the Cruiserweight Champion? I don't... I mean, I feel like... Well, I think he's fighting... He's fought uh, Rich Wine last night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't think... Was that for the title? Because I didn't no. watch it yet. No. Yeah, if it's not for the title, then uh, I feel like he should get it soon. Like, I, it's it's only right. Like, why would you bring him up there just to not get it? Um, but I feel like he should get it soon. 
it's, it, it'd be good for business. It's best for business to put it on. <laughs> All right, Triple H. <laughs> I think so, too. And I wonder, could Neville be the guy that crosses the cruiserweights over into the larger scheme of the main roster? Alo, what do you think? You, you mean mix in with, with the other talent? Yeah, like, do you think he could be the one that, that kind of bridges the gap between the two? Because they're two very distinct things. It's a couple guys. Um, it's a couple guys. I think, but I think Neville is one of them. I do, I do think Neville will win the title because since you know it's a non-title match, and you know Rich Swan's going to lose. I mm-hmm. haven't seen it yet, but you have to. You that's how WWE books things. If non-title match, you're going to lose. Yeah. But I think Neville, get, whenever he hits the title shot, I think that's when he wins because it's important. When a heel turns a heel, they turn turn heel for a reason, and you, your your reason has to be validated. If it, your reason has to be validated, and you have to win the title. That's just how you book heels. We've seen it. We've seen them do, not do that with the Usos with, mm-hmm. and No Mercy, but I think this is the perfect time for Neville because Neville is actually somebody that. People know that he can actually get behind, even as a heel, even though he, he's been shooting on everybody. Yeah, Joseph, your thoughts on Neville? I think it's great. Um, I argued before that we had to keep the title on um, what's his face? Swan? No, not on Swan. Oh, Kendrick. On Kendrick because he's kind of carrying the division. He's the most developed character here. Um, but we have Neville now stepping into the picture. I feel like he could very well carry the title. I, I like his character. He had a good good shoot the other night. He's talking about, you know, he feels kind of disrespected by the whole thing, and he, he's here to, you know, kind of prove himself in an angry kind of way, and I think he could definitely carry the title and make it more relevant and kind of get that, that buzz back behind the cruiserweight division. Yeah, I, I'm excited for it. Um, His promo was a bit funny to me because just like you know, <laughs> you guys used to boo me. It's like no, no, we didn't. Like, we booed, we booed you. <laughs> None of us were booing you. Like we've been I, I, I wondering what you want. Yeah, yeah, he got cheered. That that was the first promo he gave, wasn't it? When he came out and said, "You guys cheered yeah. me." Hey, when you're when not getting, you when you're not getting, when you're like, not getting the title pushes, you hear what you want to hear. You hear yeah, he's like you guys, did, you guys cheered me. He's like yes, we've been cheering you the whole time. We just didn't know where you were. <laughs> yeah, you just were gone. Austin Aries had a line on commentary because the uh-huh. crowd was chanting his name. And Austin Aries, he did it. I thought you would appreciate this because mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught it, but he did I, say. I didn't. Okay, he said, he, he said, I hear, I hear the love Chicago, but let's watch the match. <laughs> the crowd can't hear him, but I just love that line. Because you say that all the time. I do. Why are you sharing for somebody who's not in the match? Exactly. Yeah, Austin Aries, not that I ever disliked him. I still want my apology, but... He's really building up a lot of goodwill with his work on commentary. He's been, I, oh, yeah. I actually kind of hope he doesn't stop doing it. No. Yeah, he's doing excellent on commentary. Like, I'm, he's doing I'm, better I'm than Byron. Mm-hmm. He's doing better Nick than Hart. David Otonga. Mm-hmm. David Otonga needs to get off TV. Phillips. David Tonga needs to get off Earth right about now. Yeah. <laughs> Just be gone. Just take, Ron, take Ron Strowman with you, too, please, Dave. Uh, yeah, we Neville attacked Swan. They had their match. We don't know the outcome yet. None of us, I believe, have watched it. Um, Neville did beat TJ Perkins. Whose star seemed to have faded pretty quickly. I have something to say about that. Yeah. Like these cruiserweight matches, well, the CWC these cruiserweight matches feel nothing like the CWC mm-hmm. matches at all. It's like there's like we don't like. I know the whole thing was cruiserweight wrestling and just flips and and high fly maneuvers stuff like that, but that's what gets people behind you. And they're just ha- they're just out there just having matches being guys. There's nothing. Yeah. There's no, nobody's actually standing out. Yeah, and you're not yeah, giving the time you're giving the cruiserweight yeah. classic though. Yeah, like I think part of it is in the smaller setting that where the crowd is there specifically to see those guys. Now they're in front of 15, 20,000 people who, who knows, maybe half of them couldn't care less. 
They're just waiting for the next thing. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're waiting for something to pop for. And these cruiserweights, they have the athleticism to actually do something to get these guys to wake up and pop. Because there's plenty of times when we, we go to shows, we're just sitting on our seats like, okay, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that happens a lot, though, in the cruiserweight matches. You just hear a dead crowd, Yeah, unfortunately. Um, now we have Jack Gallagher. <laughs> so good. The, the He's amazing. So good. How good is he? It's so good. <laughs> He's really good. This is, it's, it's, I, like, I don't even care if he wrestles as good. Just the stuff he's saying is <laughs> it's hilarious to me. The slap of the And glove. then he smacks the dude with, so the, with the handkerchief. Like. <laughs> so good. He uh, challenged him to a duel. Yeah, so he's another guy. He's got a character. He's got a gimmick. And the stuff he does and says, like the uh, the thing that I thought was so funny was him announcing, it is my intention to interrupt this match. Interrupt this match. <laughs> and, as an great. extraordinary gentleman. Like, I think he's hysterical. Like, just how excited Donovan got when I mentioned Jack Gallagher's name. So tells you everything you need to know about Jack Gallagher. Yeah, I mean, that was just hilarious to me because, like, you've never seen that before. Like, someone come out, they usually come out and they run down. He's just like, all right, man, before I run down, I want you to understand why I'm running down here. To interrupt this <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us make no mistake. <laughs> so good. Um, that's everything for Raw, unless anybody else has anything else they could think of. Well, I thought Noam Dar only won Alicia Fox for Christmas because apparently he was macking on Dana Brooke. Yeah. Who's dating someone else? But, you know. <laughs> he, he, must, he must have caught her in that ref shirt because my, my God, Gorilla. <laughs> uh, John Canton on TGR Wrestling actually wrote, she's got to be the bustiest official they've ever had in WWE. Yes, because that was my, my God. Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah, Miss Piggy. Um, I don't know. Anybody have any last notes on Raw? I really hated Raw. So did I. Not entertaining. If I was rating it on a star rating, it would get might get half a star for me this week. Can I get a point? Um, the, the point yeah. of a star? Yeah. It's got one point. A couple, All right. a couple times that I almost dozed off and I, when I kicked back into reality, I can almost guess exactly where they were at because it's kind of... Well, you saw, it, you saw it last recycled. week. Recycled, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, that was the same point last week, so... Yeah. I feel like there's a fifth grader who could have wrote that show. <laughs> uh, before we move on to SmackDown, which... I believe we're all in agreement was the far superior show this week. We will get to the I'm next a, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even watch SmackDown yet, and I already know it's the far superior show. <laughs> yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, we have Tag Team of the Year. I'm taking this first. By all means, Halo. He was ready for that. Yeah. It's all you. Okay. I'm anxious to see what your choices are going to be. I keep looking be. over your shirt thinking it's Molly Ray Cyrus. What? <laughs> <laughs> ready ball. Alright, so the nominees for Tag Team of the Year are The Day of New, The Revival, DIY, American Alpha, and Enzo and Cass. My number five, I'm going with Enzo and Cass, because gold still eludes them, Mm -hmm. and they have turned to Vince's comic relief in in push guys. Yeah. Number four, I'm going with American Alpha because um, their matches with their matches in NXT with the Revival, they they were some of the best back tag team matches mm-hmm. all year. Because in WWE, tag team wrestling was horrible all year. No, you, there's, there were no tag team matches to even speak of on WWE roster except in in January when Y2AJ faced a New Day, and then recently at Raw Block with um, <laughs> Shazaro against the New Day. So there was completely like, forgot that was a thing. Exactly. Exactly. See, you forgot. Yeah. See, so Taxi Wrestling was basically non-existent. Mm-hmm. 
for most of the year in, on the WWE roster. So number four, I'm going to go with American Alpha. Number three, the day of new. Mm-hmm. Even though they were the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history, they did nothing all year. They, they're, of course, they're entertaining and all, the bootios, perfect comic relief, but they did nothing you could actually kind of remember in ring-wise. So I'm, I'm measuring this as a whole. So my number three is the day of new. Okay. The day of new. You really are broken. <laughs> <laughs> number two, I'm going with DIY. Because, like I said, the organic rise of, of a team is always the best feeling because you watch them grow up. You, you watch the fans actually want it. And in NXT, they don't shy away from putting the titles on the best. And DIY, they scratched and clawed, and we felt for them in Brooklyn when it was the titles. And then the feeling of them winning the titles, you were actually invested and actually wanted them to win. Mm-hmm. So. This is surprising. <laughs> as I said on this show. You've had a lot of bad things to say. I give credit where credit is due. <laughs> if you want to hear my explanation on why I never liked these guys until now, I will tell you why. And now that you pick these guys as number one, I need a valid reason why. <laughs> the tag team of the year is revival. Hands down. And if you want to know why I hate I hated them so much, mm-hmm. and I thought they were horrible, I'll tell you why. Last year around September, they just started randomly beating Enzo and Cass, mm-hmm. which made no sense to me. And then, when the Bill to Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic, they had them go over to Vaude Valens. And I knew there would be a thing after they, they faced Joe and Ballard at, at TakeOver Respect in the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Because, like, okay, you guys got to beat, the, beat, your, beat your tag team champions to get onto the main, your, your NXT main, main show. And then, a few weeks later, they would beat the Vaude Valens for the NXT Tag Team titles. And then they went back to their thing with Enzo and Cass. And, and then again, Angel Cass at, at the February edition of Roadblock, which was actually Roadblock, not Roadblock. Mm-hmm. And then, but that whole gap, they had no character. They did not. They did not. De- they did not develop the, re- the the revival name until probably around February. That's when they started first going by the revival because they had nothing going on. Their promos were horrible. Like the promo when they called me, I was like, "Hey, Carmel, I'm Queen Carmel, I'm Queen Carmel." Yeah. I, I was like, "What? What is this? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Like, what is this?" But throughout the time. Since February, they actually developed characters and calling them saying top guys out, actually acting like an old tag team, the little things they do in these ma- the little things they do in their matches, and the matches they've had, because they've had the best tag team matches all year. You cannot take that from the revival. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to WWE roster, if they still do, I don't know how they're going to survive, because until recently, they still got crickets. Yeah. Until after takeover of Toronto, they got crickets. And when it came out, when that promo with DIY and the Authors of Pain, they got a pop. But other than that, they got crickets. And I think the WWE roster, they will get crickets. But from a whole in-ring perspective, and they have had entertainment value, more entertainment value in the ring than outside the ring. But I'm going to hold that as higher than a regular entertainment value off outside the ring. So the revival is my tag team of the year. Well, that is surprising. Uh, I'm proud of you for making that choice. You, you lived You're up to your word. You're welcome because I told you. <laughs> that, that's a big step for you. I mean, you've yeah. been talking. I said I liked them as a heel tag team. I told you y'all I give credit where credit is due. Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, I think, was the first person that I ever spoke to that loved the revival. Well, then Josh came on the show and said he loved them. I was yeah. like, and, and then Russ came on the sh- Russ and Derek came on the show. 
And I, was, I, I didn't explain why, because I was saving it for this show. But the lowdown was the ringleader. You were thinking ahead? Bible. Don't give him too much credit. <laughs> so let I'll check it in, yeah. man. I'll let, lowdown, I'll let you go next. Who are your, what's your rankings for Tag Team of the Year? All right, Tag Team of the Year, five is Angelo and Cash, because they're number five. Um, <laughs> Good point. Four is American Alpha because they've been booked incorrectly since they left NXT. Mm -hmm. um, and they just got the titles now, and they should have been had the titles. <laughs> um, three is DIY. Uh, I mean, they've been great, but they just, you know, I don't know. They're just number three for me. Mm -hmm. just got to be honest. <laughs> uh, number two is a New Day because... I'm probably the only person that I know left that enjoys the antics from the New Day. Mm -hmm. They're one of the reasons I watch Raw, me personally. So, for me, they're definitely number two. And number one is the top guys. <laughs> the revival. Because I've seen, I've seen how great they are. I've seen it a long time coming. So, I, I, I got to put them as, as number one because I watch a lot of the stuff that they do. A lot of the – I'm very into antics during matches and just yeah. the stuff that Dash Wilder does and, and, and the, the talking that Scott does. I just seen that it was going to come together. And now it's at a culmination of greatness. So, I'm going to go with the top guys. Oh, don't push one. it. <laughs> I think it's a good way to go. Uh, Joseph, I'll let you go next. Mr. Secchi? Yes. Well, five, I think we're all kind of agreeing with Enzo and Cass. They haven't really done much as a tag team. I don't even know if they are still a tag team. Four, American Alpha, like like my friend on the, uh, Skype mentioned, that mm -hmm. um, they've been extremely misbooked since they got up to the main roster, since they got demoted. Um, now that they're here, they got the tag team titles, but they didn't really put any any kind of relevance behind them before they gave the titles. This is out of nowhere kind of thing. Um Number three for me, and you guys are going to hate me, but I, I, I have the Revival. Um, <laughs> not that they don't deserve to be up there, but I have them three because I think number two is DIY, and that tag team match between them with the two out of three falls, DIY versus the Revival was one of the matches of the year for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's up there. Uh, they end up coming on the other end of the, of the loss column there too, so I, I put them behind DIY for that reason. And I just had to go New Day number one. Because for me, they had the longest title reign. Um, their antics, uh, I think they've carried the titles well. I mean, maybe you haven't had any matches that were extremely memorable for you, but there wasn't many matches I watched them that were entertaining, at least from, from mm -hmm. my standpoint from them. So entertainment value, antics, and the fact that they've held the title for over a year, I put that number one. Okay, so that leaves it to me to close this one out. Got like nine cups. My number five is American Alpha. Oh! I would have liked to have put them higher, but they just did not. It's almost like an incomplete grade for them because they, they got the incomplete. SmackDown and they just were gone for a while. They didn't really pull the trigger on them at all. Like we said, they won the titles, but. Who have they pulled the trigger on? No, not many. I mean, that, but that one really has bothered me because they made a big deal about yeah. American Alpha, this new tag team, and they just like didn't do anything with them. And then I thought the way they were booking them that they were going to save them and bring them out and start building them up slowly, and then all of a sudden they throw the titles on them. Because like, mm -hmm. I was thinking hell? that whole time, why are they here? Yeah. They could have been in NXT <laughs> facing TM61 yep. and the Authors of Pain again yeah. and put it on great matches. Mm -hmm. uh, my number four is DIY. Um... <laughs> I love these guys, but I just have three teams that I think deserved higher accolades. Um, my number three is Enzo and Cass. This is not really for anything that they've achieved as much as 
they were They've achieved so, nothing. <laughs> yeah, they they were so over at NXT that it was like one of the. Th- so for me, the first live NXT show I saw, I could not wait to see them. They opened the show. That music hitting, like the first thing I ever saw of NXT live was their music. I, they they almost didn't even have to do anything else, and I would have gone home happy. Uh, yeah, that, same thing with me in Brooklyn. Yeah, like exactly. We saw them in Brooklyn. Um, they come out there. They're entertaining every time. Um, they get the crowd behind them no matter what city they're in. Everybody likes them. Everybody loves them. And they're a team that we've talked about this before. They never won the NXT tag titles because they didn't need them. Like, Blake and Murphy had them forever because that was the only way they were relevant is if they were the champions. The same thing with Enzo and Cass. They don't really need those tag team titles to be relevant on Raw. Um, so that's why. And, and Vince, obviously, they come up and it's just, ah, oh, I love these guys. And he's just going to keep letting them run out there and do their thing. So that's why he loves loves Cass. He does love Cass. Uh, Number two, I have The Revival. Um, They're an awesome tag team. Uh, I've been a fan of theirs for a while. The work that they do, the psychology they bring, that their matches are always very good to great. Like you never get a match that's just average or subpar with them. So that's my number two. My number one is The New Day. Sole reason... Kind of to echo Joey's point, longest tag team champions of all time. I still find them entertaining. There's times I've found them less entertaining than others. But Xavier Woods alone is worth the price of admission. <laughs> uh, the trumpet, uh, Big E's gyrations, the, the flying tackle through the ropes that he almost kills himself on. Him Every other burying month. other people on the roster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They... And the fact that they're just so creative. Like, the fact that they, they've they brought so many things to the table. They have so much merchandise. I feel like they are another team that's graduated beyond needing a championship to be relevant. And I think that they've all set themselves up for big things individually at some point in the future. That's why I go with the New Day. No slight to the Revival, but I have the New Day number one. I mean, I'm surprised we didn't have teams like the Ascension or... <laughs> yeah, where's the... The Headbangers. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've got the, the Headbangers. headbangers. <laughs> Hype Brothers. Come- I mean, jeez. Unexplicable comeback of the year. Headbangers. Yeah. <laughs> it is inexplicable. Halo, so what do we got for Tag Team of the Year? All right. Finishing in fifth place is Enzo and Kaz with six points. Finishing in fourth is American Alpha with seven. Finishing in third is DIY with 13. And in a tie for mm. first place with 17 points is the New Day and the Revival. So what do we I can live here? with that. I can live with that. Do we have co-winners? I it is have... the tag team award. We could have two different teams, I guess. We got to go on overtime. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We may have to circle back to that one at the end or see well, if anyone changes their mind. No, we can have, have, have a producer set up. <laughs> <laughs> we can have Daniel Bryan set up the tie. I go New Day uh, on the audience. No offense, Halo. Put a good fight. I go New Day. All right. Based off your argument. The day of New It Is. Put up a good fight, though. <laughs> yeah, I could live with the, the New Day. <laughs> so. He's mad. He's, mad. <laughs> He's as mad no, as you now as he was at I had them first. Uh, but I, I had to think about the revival. But I originally I had the New Day first. Did you? Yeah. All right. I. Longest tag team champions in history. You have to give some credit there. That's that's just the it takes it over the edge. Oh, shut up, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't shut up, I grow up. <laughs> well, look at you, I grow up. <laughs> well, SmackDown, we can move on to that now. Uh, Lowdown, I know you said you didn't watch it. Now, are you aware of most of what happened on SmackDown? Yeah. I mean, WWE on social media kind of makes that hard. To All right, so we're not spoiling anything for you. I mean, I'm going to watch it regardless, for sure. All right. So, as we said, they had built this show for a week prior. They had the, the Cena return was booked for, what, three weeks ahead? Yeah. So this was I like well- how they had the, the promo, like he came back off the injury or something, the, the whole horn promo. And yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, he's, like, we know where he was. Like, he I wasn't know. hurt. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Long card finals. He just, like, well, he just lost, right? Yeah. I don't know. It, <laughs> Basically, this is the last WWE show of 2016. They planned ahead for this to be the last show. They outworked Monday Night Raw by leaps and bounds. They told us what we were going to get. Now, am I the only one who thinks more people might watch if you told them what they're going to see? Yeah. Yes. And you put on quality matches. Uh, yes. Other than Raw, we, we watch it and we're just like, this is crap all the way through. Yeah, like, you go into Raw most weeks not knowing what... I mean, you, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, at least but, tell me it's crap first. Yeah, like, do we really need guys coming out booking their own matches every segment on Raw? Or somebody comes out and does a promo, then the person they're cutting the promo on comes out, and they are all they both happen to be in their ring gear, and then an impromptu match starts. Thing SmackDown had this, had this show planned. They gave us expectations for what this show could be, and then they delivered on those expectations. This was almost like a pay-per-view. Yeah, it was It was a good way to close out 2016. Um, as bad as Raw was, that's how good SmackDown was. Cena comes out. He actually is promoting the triple threat match at the end of the night. The question on everybody's mind, or so he thought, is why, why am I here? The Undertaker chant starts. He says, you know, I'm here be- to show that I'm not done. I'm not leaving. I'm sick of the new era. This is the, the my time is now era. He's challenging whoever wins the triple threat match to a championship match at the Royal Rumble. I don't know if I was necessarily surprised about that. Um, I wasn't expecting it, though. Uh, Alo, did you expect Cena to come right out and throw his hat in the championship ring? Well, I figured that we would get it after he was announced to return. I figured it would be Cena. Because we said the Undertaker said he he was WrestleMania wasn't going to define him anymore mm-hmm. before Survivor said, but we haven't seen him since. Right. So if Cena comes back, what's Cena going to do? And mm-hmm. he, the last thing he did, he still had a great with AJ Styles. So I kind of assumed that would happen. Yeah. Lowdown. Um, John Cena makes his return. He's immediately in the title picture. How do you feel about that? I feel it was going to happen anyway. Like, <laughs> I'm not surprised. What else are you going to do with him? I, yeah, I don't Throw him in with the cruiserweights? Like, no. Like, <laughs> obviously, he's going to go to the top of the card. Like, I'm not surprised about that at all. So, not necessarily mad at it either because, I mean, regardless of whether, like, John Cena or not, like, the dude's been putting in work the last year in that half and matches. So, it's the same as Roman Reigns. Like, whether you like him or hate him, like, the, the guy can go. So mm-hmm. He can. And he generates interest. And this is a point I made about him months ago is when he leaves to go do another project, what he's trying to do is come back and bring some of that new audience with him. Uh, Joey, do you think John Cena is the champion after the Royal Rumble? I hope not. <laughs> but do you think <laughs> he not. will be? No, no, I yeah. don't. 
they're going to stretch that reign out for a while. Like they're, he's not going to get that title anytime soon. He's he'll probably get it like on his way out. I don't think he will. But like, I think I think they'll probably get him to sixteen because I mean I just feel like they are just going to do it. Yeah, he's definitely going to get. And you know what? He deserves to get sixteen. I mean, for as long as he's done it. I don't think that's a question. I, I think I he'll get that eventually. I think he'll get that eventually, <laughs> one way or the other. Now, do you think he doesn't deserve it because he's not as good as Ric Flair, or more that he just doesn't deserve it? You know, not thinking about anyone else's achievements. I mean, I just—I mean, I don't even know if it's necessary. I don't feel like he's as iconic as Ric Flair to get it, but um, I don't know. I just feel like—I mean, regardless of whether I think he should get it or not, he's definitely going to get it. So yeah, there's no way. Halo. Anyway, he doesn't get to 16. Do you want me to say too much? Sure. Okay. Cena's winning. <laughs> like I said, no matter what, he deserves it. We said this numerous times. If anybody is going to beat Ric Flair or tie his record, it's Cena. He deserves it because the guy does so much for the company. He's been the face of the company for years. So if anybody deserves it, it's him. And also. Well, Triple H is pretty close, too. I know mm-hmm. you get Triple H. <laughs> Throwing that out there. The first time he smiled since <laughs> since the announcement of the day of new when he attacked the Randall Keith Orton has time. He's not too far behind. He's, He's got what twelve? Yeah. So for Elimination Chamber, they already leaked the main event and they're already advertising, and it's a two out of three falls for the title, AJ and Cena. Hmm. So that's basically telling you Cena's going to win. So you think Cena wins at the Rumble? Yeah. And faces the Undertaker at WrestleMania. As champion? Yeah. Hmm. That's not needed. No, it's definitely no. not needed for, for that match. Yeah, no, I, ne- I never thought that would be for the title. Um, and you kind of have Undertaker wrestling one and done's now. I mean... Yeah, because that's pretty, pretty much a novelty match. match. It's like, it's it's one that we want, but it's, it doesn't need to be have anything tied to the title, like, at all. You no. could still have AJ win here and have that two out of three falls at, at elimination. You now, I do want to see that yeah, it make any Styles sense and Shawn Michaels match if that's going to happen. Wow, no, that would be unbelievable. It wouldn't make any happen. sense because that means AJ, AJ is being seen on more time than he's being him, so there'll be no reason to have a two out of three It depends balls. how and why he wins this match. Yeah, but still, AJ, Cena hasn't really pinned AJ one-on-one, so there'll be no need to have a two out of three falls if he never, he's never being AJ. That, that, that's, the, that's the point. Now, now could, could AJ win the title back the next month? Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen because I, I, I could see Cena take it happening without the title, too, but I think that would add more to it, because I could easily see, see it being title versus career or something like that. Yeah. You could have this match end with Undertaker interfering against Cena. What? Which setting match? Setting up a two out of three. The uh, AJ-Cena AJ, um, match, kind of setting that up. Yeah, but we don't need to support two, two out of three falls in the next month. And this is the leak by WWE. This isn't dirt sheet. This could happen or it no, could not happen. Apparently, this is on the Ticketmaster advertisement for Elimination Shaper in Arizona. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, I'm curious to see where it goes. Because they, 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 they leaked the Roblox main events a month before the tickets went on sale as well. AJ won the title in what, September? Yeah. So his first title reign would be four months, basically? About four or five months, bad. yeah. No, it's not bad. I was hoping he'd hold it till WrestleMania, but... I was thinking he would. You don't get everything you wish for. I just don't Oops. think it. I don't think it makes Who any sense. Who else would you put it on besides AJ or Cena? I tell WrestleMania. Uh, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> there is nobody. <laughs> well, I don't think it would make sense to have Cena with the title if you're putting me if fighting against Undertaker. Maybe that's not the matchup there. Then I don't know. Yeah, I don't see it either. Lowdown. You don't want to see it go back on uh, your boy Dean Ambrose. No, nope. <laughs> I don't want that either. <laughs> 
Why? What is he? Oh. He, he can stay with the Miz. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather see the Miz with the title. I know Eric's gonna hate me saying that. But <laughs> he can hate me too. We're best friends. <laughs> I'll take. The, I'll take the Miz. The Miz, the Miz deserves a title. A, BFF a, a title run. I think he'll get one. He'll get another one eventually. Yeah. Um, but that leads us to the actual triple threat match: Dolph Ziggler and and Baron Corbin challenging AJ Styles for the WWE Championship. Uh, I enjoyed this match. I thought this was a really good match. I thought Corbin was really impressive in this match. Like, I think I asked you last week, or maybe it was two weeks ago, do you see Corbin as a, a world champion within the next year? Uh, I feel like if you weren't convinced of that before that match, you definitely would be after this one. Would you agree with that? Yes, because <laughs> before this match, Vince is like, Dolph, AJ, hmm. come over here. Got to make Baron look good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what he did. And they did that. Because this match was all about Baron Corbin. The commentary and the in-ring, in the, and inside the ring, this was all about Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin got to showcase everything. All his high-impact moves, his strength. He got to showcase all of it. He was the dominant force in that match. And he was portrayed as the monster in the match. And, and how yeah. Dolph and AJ had to take out Baron Corbin to, to, to actually finish the match and win the title. Because yeah. this match was all about Baron Corbin, and mm-hmm. I loved it. I, like you said, you mentioned a couple weeks ago about I see Baron Corbin being a world champion. When, you, when, the, when this match got announced last week, you asked me, am I looking forward to it? I was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because I didn't like Baron Corbin in NXT because he, did, he didn't do anything. But since he's been on WWE Rossi, he's been better because he's actually been able to go with guys that can actually go. And I told you I was excited because he's going to be in there with AJ, who's probably the best in the company, and Dolph Ziggler. So they'll actually make him look good and make everything look better than what actually what it is. And they did just that. They put mm-hmm. Baron Corbin over huge. And the tiniest detail was Baron Corbin had the match won. AJ hits the phenomenal forearm. Then Corbin rolls right out the ring, and, and Ziggler gets pinned because he was already laid out for many days. Yeah. Yeah, how great! Yeah, that, that that was a really smart way to end it. Yeah, it's a little because detail. he was dominating the match. He had the match won himself. He just happened to run into somebody else's finisher, and the guy who got pinned got pinned because of his own finish. Yeah, you know, Joseph, your thoughts on this match? I thought it was a great match. Um, from every every end of it. I mean, like they said, they they built Corbin up, even though he didn't win the match. They had um, they had him have a. He had a double clothesline spot on uh, AJ and Dolph. It looked devastating. It looked more devastating than any clothesline from hell JBL ever put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he blew them apart. And, um, yeah, again, they emphasized the fact that they had to get him out of the match to have a ha- kind of match. Um, Dolph Ziggler was interesting. Um, he had some spots in there. Uh, there was the one spot in there where they had um, Baron Corbin with the end of days and Dolph Ziggler hit the zigzag all at the same time. It was, it, it was very entertaining for me. Um, and they kept AJ relevant. Um, he managed to kind of pull off the win at the end there, and it it had every element of a good match for me in there. So I, I was I was a big fan. Yeah. Now Donovan, I know you didn't see the match, so I'm just going to ask you this: what What are your thoughts on Baron Corbin? What do you think his potential is? Well, well the match sounds great, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I've always liked Baron Corbin. In my thing, um, I mean, he's a heel, so. <laughs> but he's a good heel. I, I, the whole long, long wolf thing. I thought he's always done that when uh, you know in NXT when they had the new guys come in and he just beats them up. Like I like, I've always liked Baron Corbin. My personal opinion. Yeah, he he's grown on me since he got to the main roster. I think he's a really good fit. Um, so low down, I'll throw the next award to you first. The markout moment of the year. We have AJ Styles debut. Shane jumping off the cell. Shane McMahon's return. 
somebody else's return. I guess I'll say Goldberg's return. And Bailey's debut at Battleground. So what is your ranking for markout moment of the year? Well, I think we all know what five is. <laughs> no, we don't. Tell us. Uh, Gilberg's return. <laughs> he came back, too? Yeah, might as well have. Uh, I would mark out for that, actually. <laughs> uh, he's five because he's five. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, I'm going to say Bailey's debut because I felt like they could have done a lot better with bringing her out. Even though, we, and we kind of expected it. We seen it coming, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like it took a little bit out of it for me. Um, three, three. Shane jumping off the sails because, like, immediately as he was booked in that match, we all knew he was jumping off of it. So <laughs> I didn't think that. I don't know how you couldn't, but yeah. I mean, no, because they made the cell higher for a reason. That cell isn't the same cell from back in the day. And you think Shane cares? He jumped off of the top of a Titan. This is high, even higher. Like I knew he was jumping off of it. I don't know how much they paid him to do it, but I knew he was jumping off of it. Well, check clear. <laughs> and I, I mean, he I did it again. He jumped off a couple things this year, so I would hope it switched. Uh, two is I'm going to go with Shane McMahon's return because it was. I mean, it was surprising. And it's kind of hard, two and one for me, because they were both, I was equally hyped for both. But I'm going to do Shane's return because after Shane's return, like, it kind of, like, diluted everything else he was doing um, afterwards. So, I mean, besides him fighting in the Survivor Series and being named the general manager, like, he hasn't done a whole lot off of his return. Mm-hmm. So, number one, and I think Ron will agree with me because we've talked about this before, uh-huh. is definitely AJ Styles. Like, mm-hmm. I still watch that entrance like daily like it's just a part of my life now you don't want like, to yeah I wake up I read the bible and I watch that video like <laughs> it's just a part of my daily routine now. Cool. it's just like yeah cause I mean we knew he was coming over but we didn't We I don't, I don't know about you guys I didn't expect to see him as early as the Royal Rumble cause I know that they were still like talking about he had dates to do and stuff like that mm-hmm. so just kind of seeing him pop up and it's like you get, it's new music so you're like you don't know who it is and you see Roman's face scrunch up, and we're like, okay, this is somebody definitely that we don't know, or they're reintroducing. <laughs> and then the crowd just goes crazy. You see him come out, you're just like, oh, my God, like, that's AJ Styles. Like, he's in the <laughs> WWE. Like, it was a moment. It was a huge moment. So he's definitely number one in my book. Yeah, I'll go next. Um, number five, Goldberg. You said his name. Yeah. Uh, With disdain. That's a start. Number four. It's because it's last. (laughs) I'm proud to say him last. Uh, Number four, I'll say Shane going off the cell. Um, Number three, I'll say Shane's return. And I actually probably would have had this higher. And this is actually the reason why I don't check my text messages on Monday nights anymore. (laughs) Because I never watch Raw Live. I always watch it 45 minutes late. Uh, I saw text messages talking about Shane. Sorry. So it's fine. It was not just you. Okay. <laughs> it was at least a dozen other people okay. that I saw it from. Uh, so Shane's return, I might have had higher, but I didn't see it happen. I kind of saw it via text message first. Number two, I'll say Bailey's debut, and I may have put this a little higher because being in attendance there, my affinity for both Sasha and Bailey. Uh, that was a day mine and Alo's friendship came full circle. <laughs> was when, because the first time we went to a wrestling show together was Bailey versus Sasha. Mm-hmm. And then we got to see them actually on a tag team together at a live event. So there was that. And then number one, 
Yes, Donovan, I do agree with you. AJ Styles' debut. I loved everything about it. One, you know, the caliber of performer that he is. That he had, he went so long without being in WWE. We heard the rumors. We kind of knew he was coming. We didn't, weren't quite sure when. And exactly like Donovan said, you hear the music. I hear the music, I'm like, I don't recognize this at all. Roman, the face he made, sold like, I have no idea who this could be. The, I believe, I can't remember, I timed it at one time. I think it was like a minute and 39 seconds it takes him to get His to face said it all. That was kind of like, who is this? It was like, oh, who? shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The pop of the crowd, um, the way he took his time getting to the ring, getting into the ring. Like, you could tell he was savoring. Like, I'm about to step into a WWE ring. The and then time. he gets to go in there with Roman Reigns, who was the guy. Like, that's the first guy that he stepped in a WWE ring with. Uh, I still pop when that when that song comes on in my car. Uh, <laughs> the car, yeah, yeah. I have it on my on my playlist. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I just put it on random, and every once in a while, I, it pops. I up. listen to it before I go to work. <laughs> and all yeah. I gotta do is clean. But this trash and this dirt doesn't want any. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely doesn't. You can do it with your hand, buddy. With your hands, buddy. <laughs> um, you're a blue collar boy, I guess. Pretty much, yeah. I'm, I'm a workhorse. <laughs> so yeah, I go AJ Styles. Mark out moment of the year. It was awesome. I could, you could put that video on right now, and I'd probably mark out all over again. Uh, Alo, I'll go to you next. Um, the guy in WWE2K17's return. Number <laughs> five. Yo, they're really trying to sell their products through I, real life stuff, <laughs> easy. I, I know. It's crazy. Really it's so it's so ridiculous. I can't knock them, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, number four, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with, go with Shane jumping off the cell because I didn't expect that at all. I was shocked because I was the one adamant saying he's not jumping off the cell, and then we were all together. And when that happened, I was like, "Oh my god, he really jumped off the cell." Mm-hmm. And like I said that cell was created so people wouldn't jump off. And nobody you didn't expect actually, it. Would it be higher or it's just no. what? They said you don't. You didn't expect it, so I was surprised. It I was be surprised because they made that cell higher so people wouldn't jump off of it, and nobody's ever nobody jumped off of it in years. And Shane did not care. Yep, no, Shane did not care at all. So that's my num- that's my number four. Number three, I'm going with Shane return because when that happened, I was like, oh my god! Because <laughs> when Raw was in Philly in December after TLC, we were all there, and Stephanie came out, and we were all chanting Shane on Mac. <laughs> we, so we started Shane on Mac chant, and then I never would have thought about Shane man because we were that's, we, we were doing the show for at least a month, and we were saying, what's the Undertaker going to do? We were trying to fancy book it. Was like, will it be Kevin Owens? Who's he mm-hmm. gonna face? And then I would never thought Shane McMahon. The match wasn't good. It was the match was only that one spot. The build was great though. Uh, you didn't like the build to that? They no. had all those great vignettes. When nobody was there, yeah, awesome. <laughs> Listen, just a moment of Shane McMahon return because we, we we had no idea when he would ever come back. So that's my number three. I'm pissed because I went to the show in Philly and they kept hyping up like him and Undertaker we were there to be there. We were there and they weren't. We were there. Yeah. Just want to throw that out there. You were that, unfortunately. Oh, that was a brutal Raw. It, it was so bad. Braun Strowman in the main event, it was so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't say that. It was so bad. It's like dirty. That's what Luke Harper got like hurt. That broke my heart. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, we watched that. It was, uh, yeah. And number Unnecessary, too. Yeah. Number two, I'm going to go with Bailey's debut at Battleground. Like I said, we were, we, me and Ron and Eric were there. It was a fun time. And there's certain ways to start a show and to set the mood for, for especially for a pay-per-view. There's certain ways to start a show, and that was the perfect way to start because 
Battle Royale, that was an excellent show. We probably will we'll get to that a little bit later. But that was the perfect way to start the night. And right from that moment, our nights were made. And then, number one, of course, AJ Styles' debut. Because I was with my best friend in the big, <laughs> in the big day. And me, and me being the smart guy, and I'm like, that's AJ. Like, when the music hits, like, I don't know who the music is, this is AJ. <laughs> and then you know how Day is. When he sees something, he's like, oh! Yeah. Right, he puts it on Snapchat and all this stuff. <laughs> and the music was so dope. Yeah, like, the liners how to find it. And everybody's like, oh, it's DMX's song. It's like, no, it's not. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure they're not going to like some DMX stuff. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, it's AJ Style. And like, you know how they say, like, you know how Day is. He's just mm-hmm. on Snapchat when something happens, he just marks out, mm-hmm. loses it. It was a great moment. And, and as messed, as horrible as that match was booked, that was the one thing they did, they did right, mm-hmm. was AJ Styles abuse. So that's my number one. Yeah, number great. One. Joseph? All right, we'll start off here. I'll throw an honorable mention to the uh, Triple H turn on Seth Rollins. That was, that was a big mark out moment for me, yeah. not on the list. Yeah, that's pretty good, man. Now, I now, didn't see that coming at all. Now, getting, getting to the list, I'm going to try and say this without throwing up. Um, Gold, uh, yeah. Goldberg's return. Was probably the bottom one for me because I didn't really care. No love for um, Goldberg. No love. No love. Does he deserve Good. any? I mean, did he do anything? He didn't move the needle. I liked him as a child and I kept it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, for Bailey, uh, debut at Battleground. Um, again, wasn't really like too crazy about it. I love Bailey and everything like that. But you, know, when you get it demoted up to the main roster, it's all a matter of how you're booked at that point. Yeah. Poor Bailey. Uh, three, I went with Shane McMahon jumping off the cell. I expected a big spot here. Um, anytime Shane's in a match of this this magnitude, I expect something. Um, he said he didn't expect him off the cage. I wasn't that surprised by it. Two, I went Shane McMahon's return. Um, other than my number one moment, this is probably one of the biggest pops of the year I heard, and it was a, it was a very exciting moment, and the crowd just soaked it up. It was kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, AJ Styles' return, number one. I, I'm making that uh, another perfect... 20. Yeah. <laughs> so another clean sweep. So, Ayla, what are our standings for Markout Moment of the Year? All right. In fifth place is the WW2K7 DLC, Goldberg. <laughs> no. DLC. Ironically, in a tie for third is Shane McMahon jumping off the cell in his return. Ironically. Finish second with 12 points is Bailey's debut at Battleground. And the unanimous decision is AJ Styles' debut at the Royal Rumble. Phenomenal debut for the phenomenal AJ Styles. Uh, I kind of assumed that's the way it was going to go. I'm glad it did. Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Nothing physically really happened. You know, there was no match for the Intercontinental Championship. It wasn't defended. More classic work here. here, though. But I, they had so many great touches on this. The, The doors, I thought, were great. It was. For Miz's locker room. That he had security outside of his locker room. From Renee. <laughs> that, that he never answered the door. That Maurice was always answering the door. And then just how annoying he was. Uh, he, he was awesome. Uh, he gets jumped by Dean Ambrose. Renee, Renee Young set a trap for him. Very disinterestedly asks him about you know this year of his resurgence. And then Dean takes out him and a couple security guards. And then seals it by picking up a walkie-talkie and says, all clear, clear, whatever it was. Uh, I laughed at it. Um, I'm kind of happy that this is, like, legitimately a thing, though. Because, one, it's a set, defined thing for Miz to do. He's not wandering to something else. Ambrose, um, he's not one of my favorites, but he... 
he beating him would be meaningful, or if he loses to him, it's not a huge loss. No, not a huge. Just step down. Yeah. Um, so Joseph, what what are your feelings on on this storyline going forward? I I like where it's going. Like I said, you want to see Miz fighting in interesting matches, so that's that. There we had great Miz work again, kind of the way he was building up his heel heel character, mm-hmm. and then you cut in with Ambrose. Um, they're setting up the feud right. They uh, have the right competitors here. So, like you said, I wouldn't be too distraught if Miz lost at the Ambrose, setting up, uh, you know, kind of another fight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, thumbs up for me. And Alo? I'm excited because this is where kind of Dean belongs to me because I wasn't a big fan of him as the world champion. I just couldn't take him seriously. Mm-hmm. Almost the whole title reign, I couldn't take him seriously. Even the AJ... The AJ Styles feud, it was about James Ellsworth and low blows mm-hmm. the whole the entire time. Yeah. So I couldn't take it seriously. Now, when it was him, Cena, and Ambrose, that was great. But just Ambrose by himself in the world title scene, I was not a fan of it. And I've been real hard on Ambrose this entire time since we started this show because mm-hmm. he's never actually done it for me. But this is where he kind of belongs, in my opinion, it is in the mid-card scene. And The Miz is such a great hero, you actually care about Dean Ambrose even more. You want Dean Ambrose to, to take the Intercontinental title from The Miz. Right. Now, low no, down early early on in the show, Dean Ambrose came up somehow. I forget how, and you said I'll get to him later. So, I guess now it's later. And what what were what what did you have to say or what did you want to say about Dean Ambrose? He does nothing for me. Like. <laughs> He's done nothing for me for a long time now. Like, so it's probably since him and Triple H. Like, just he does nothing for me. Like every time I see Dean Ambrose, I'm like, oh great. Dean Ambrose. Now, were you, were you a here. fan of him up, up till that point, or he was just a guy you were okay with? Shield days, yes. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, he was okay with me. None of his uh, antics do anything for you? Nah, not really. No. You know what probably took it over the top where I really was like, okay, I'm really over him now? It's him putting AJ Styles on the rope. You don't hurt <laughs> phenomenal <laughs> balls that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... Bruh. I, I agree with that. Not not something he should have done. And like okay. like Alo said, that whole feud was about low blows, like and from beginning to end. And James Ellsworth, um, I, I, the I, human I, abomination, I, as JBL <laughs> likes to call him. I do like that AJ Styles nearly murdered Ellsworth twice. <laughs> so good. Those beatings were unreal. They like had the to savage been. beatings. They should have been from the start. Yeah. Well, I, I I think. But here's the thing, though. As much as it annoyed people that AJ kept losing to him. Like, that put AJ in the position where, like, I have to kill this guy. <laughs> and Ellsworth has this false sense of confidence. Like, oh, I just have his number. Somehow I find a way to win. Even though he's never actually beat him. No, yeah, it's all been... And, he, and then AJ just destroys him immediately. Like, the beatings he put on him. Because Ellsworth, from the, the standpoint of AJ as a heel, Ellsworth earned those beatings by what had transpired yeah. before. AJ so, was... Uh, Ellsworth was delusional in the sense mm-hmm. that he thought he had a chance here. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm happy with this. Now, Donovan, do you see, do you think more so that Ambrose is just not entertaining? Do you think they had him in too high of a spot, like higher than he should have been? Like, do you think you may like him more as, like, a mid-carder? Or you just don't um, like him? I, I, yeah, all of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, just, I mean, I just don't, I don't. I don't see anything about him anymore that just appeals to me. I'm just being honest. Like, I just don't. <laughs> like, he just doesn't do anything for me, like, at all. He just, you know, just him. Like, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like coming out of the shield, like, he 
he had a good start, but I feel like mm-hmm. he ended up having the worst shake of it all because, like, I don't know. I just feel like everybody, like, besides Roman, like, that whole shield thing, that kind of fit him. So it made sense to keep him how he is. Rollins, he actually went and switched up his wardrobe, made different. It just looked like Dean went home for the weekend, grabbed some clothes, and came back out. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I he just, see that. yeah, he just does nothing for me. Like, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. He just does nothing for me. For and me, being a Stone Cold fan, when he got on <laughs> Dean Ambrose, I loved it. Even though what he told him was the truth, I just loved that he got on him anyway because I don't really care for him. Right. Goddamn complacent. <laughs> I, I, like, Dean was growing on me leading up to WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Him doing so so cold sounds like he's gargling beer when he talks. <laughs> that beer just trying to come back up. I think it is. Uh, he was growing on me leading up to WrestleMania. That uh, whatever the heck it was, street fight, whatever that match was. That was terrible because of Brock Lesnar. I, I, I felt yeah. redeemed for that. So yeah. did I. But then I feel like he never regained steam for me after that. Like that, To me, that let all the air out of the balloon that night. And then... I just really had a hard time investing in Ambrose again after that. Maybe that's part of the problem. You're over there playing with the balloon instead of watching the matches. You know what? You should just, you know, put the balloons down and watch the matches, get a little more involved. I, I wish you would have advised me of this sooner. Again, I'm, <laughs> I'm a little late. But... <laughs> late to the party yeah. on that one. Uh, next award, Women's Superstar of the Year. Match we year. have Charlotte Flair, the boss, Sasha Banks, the last kicker, Becky Lynch, Bailey and Asuka. Uh, who who would like to take it first? Joseph, you want to go first? Yeah, time? I'll go first. I'll go first. For me, Bailey five. Um, she's come up. She hasn't done much. She's kind of got you know back of the pile. She's starting to get maybe more in the picture, but she did, they haven't done enough with her to make her relevant for me. For Asuka, um, she's been dominant in NXT, still undefeated and all, but she's not really doing that too much for me right now. Uh, three, Becky Lynch. Um, been terrific on SmackDown. Um, the match the other night on, that we're going to get to very shortly on SmackDown was awesome. And she continues to, you know, be relevant in that picture. Uh, two, Sasha Banks. Um, I feel like she's come out on the short end of this um, rivalry we have with Charlotte. So that's why I have Charlotte number one. Just the work she's done, the title reign she's had. Um, the the promos that she's cut, mm-hmm. it's been terrific. She's on top of her game, and she's kind of led this division. Yeah. Uh, Donovan, how about you? We'll go to you second. Um, hmm. I'll go Bailey five um, because she's she, she's done not a lot, and she's been choked <laughs> out by Oscar <laughs> twice. Um, four... Is Becky because Becky's another one who just really doesn't do much for me. Um, she's cute, but <laughs> she doesn't really do much for me. Um, three is Charlotte because Ooh. I know. But, <laughs> uh, three is Charlotte because I don't know. I just I just feel Charlotte fits three well for me. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I just I just feel like she does. I don't know. I feel like she's she's definitely reaching her peak and getting where she's supposed to be as a heel. But I feel like she's been on the upward climb from it. So I'll use that as my excuse. Okay. Um, two. Two is Oscar 
because she's undefeated. She's a beast. She looks great in the ring. Mm-hmm. She's also cute. So mm-hmm. I'll keep her in two. <laughs> and one is Sasha Banks because I am pro Sasha. <laughs> I mean, but even on a on a to, to to make it a better excuse, she she makes everyone she wrestled with looks better. Like she makes everyone look great that she wrestled with, even if it's not a. A great match as far as the matches whole. Like Sasha always looks great in the match, mm-hmm. so I feel like she just she's just a great in ring wrestler. Is it possible you're using the wrong head to pick these choices? <laughs> Say it again. Is it possible that you're using the wrong head in making these choices? No. <laughs> I, I, I go off of the looks second. <laughs> Fair enough. Or third in Charlotte's case. Anyway. <laughs> Halo, how about your rankings for women's superstar? Right. Number five, I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. I think she became third fiddle between two Charlotte and Sasha mm-hmm. after the whole WrestleMania thing. She kind of got lost in the shuffle because there was only one title. And you're going to do so much on a three-hour show. So, <laughs> so Becky is my number five. Number four, I'm going to go with Bayley. Her running NXT, like I said, the lead-up with her carrying the women's title and dropping it in Dallas. The story... Of Bailey being that endearing character, carrying NXT was great. Losing to Asuka and trying to regain that title was a great story, but she didn't regain the, t- the NXT Women's title from 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 um, Asuka, and then she came to WWE and poor Bailey. <laughs> All right, number three, I'm going to go with Asuka. Even though like, Asuka's been great, she's been undefeated for almost a little over a year now, but we don't we hardly see her on NXT TV. And that's my one. Yeah. That's my one gripe about Oscar. I would have a little bit higher, but we don't see her enough. A little nitpick. Yeah, and mm. I kind of I kind of have that gripe with all the champions. We don't see them enough. Like we might see them like what once a month. Before we would see them all the time. And that's my one gripe. Even if it's just backstage, let's just see them. Mm-hmm. So that's why Oscar's my number three. Number two, I'm gonna go with Sasha Banks because, like I said, the matches her and Charlotte had they ele- they elevated each time. She was. Given opportunity and taken away for months at a time, at least I think two times this past year, she has not yet. They have not let her be the boss. That's my. That's the problem with me. Problem. And then they kind of shorthand her with her title reigns. So Sasha is my number two and number one. Charlotte Flair. I've, I've said. I've said on the show all the time that when Charlotte, when they all, when all, when three of the four horsewomen came up, that Charlotte was was, was the clear cut baby face, and Sasha was supposed to be the heel, but. The fans were not having Charlotte as a clean-cut baby face. They knew she was Ric Flair's daughter, and they were not having it. Mm-hmm. So just even Charlotte had to carry around Ric Flair for a little bit, but just week week by week watching Charlotte's evolution as a heel has been awesome. She's like I said, she's one of the three things I look forward to watching wrestling on a weekly basis. Her promos get better. She's she's great in the ring. She doesn't bring the best out of everybody in the ring, but she's a great athlete, great on the mic, and she tells great stories. Mm-hmm. So Charlotte's my number one. So I guess I'm closing this one out. My rankings for women's superstar, number five, Becky Lynch. Um, just to me, I just don't rank her up there with the other four. Bailey, number four. Her run in NXT was great. Um, she's been kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit on the main roster. Uh, number three, Asuka. Uh, I might have had her higher because of her dominance, because of how good she really is. My nitpick may not even be so much with how much NXT is putting her on TV as the fact that I haven't really I've been slacking on watching it for the last month. Um, so that may be just more my fault than anything else. Number two, I would say Sasha Banks. Uh, again, may be a surprise to some people, but 
Much like Alo, I try to give credit where credit is due. And I just feel like uh, uh, the year 2016, Charlotte, I, I don't think, I, don't, I can't, I can't justifiably not put Charlotte first. Charlotte was... Actually- Sasha's had great matches, as I said on the show last week. If you look at any of these other women, what are their best matches? They're typically with Sasha. So Sasha does get the best out of other people. Uh, Sasha's matches are always good. Sasha is much like Shawn Michaels in that she can steal the show without winning the match. Um, but Charlotte, you know, she's been put in a position to succeed, and she's succeeded. So I go uh, with Charlotte. I, I will say that Charlotte has gotten better at talking on the mic than Sasha. Yeah. Because I she's think, allowed to. I think Sasha can do it. I just don't think she's been given the, uh, the, the freedom to do it, unfortunately. I, I don't know, because, like, I've heard her do, like, interviews for like podcasts and stuff like that and mm-hmm. it just kind of seemed like that's kind of her a little bit oh you mean the, the kind of like sweet fangirl yeah like the kind yeah like the kind of like nerdy sweet thing that's that seems like it's kind of her actual personality that, that is who she is as a person i just personally liked her better as the nxt heel persona because yeah, the nicest people are great heels. <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> And then something you some something I wanted. Me and Ron had this discussion when we were coming together with the, with these categories. I know Ron mentioned Charlotte should be a superstar of the year, and I said that too. But I didn't want to make it so obvious that Charlotte will win women's superstar. Of the year. <laughs> um. So who do we have? All right, finishing in fifth place is Bailey with six points. Finishing in fourth with seven is Becky Lynch. Finishing in third with twelve points is Asuka. Number finishing second with 17 points is Sasha Banks, and the winner with 18 points is Charlotte Flair. Wow. Close. So not a clean yeah. sweep. But I'm not the, mad at that either. <laughs> but the first ever recipient of the Matt Madness Women's Superstar of the Year goes to Charlotte Flair. Congratulations, just Charlotte. continues to beat Sasha this year. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't even think of it that way. Maybe I should have. I might have, I might have flipped my vote. We would have ended up with another tie. Uh, Charlotte just continues to win. Uh, Yeah, she does. Uh, Women's division on SmackDown. We had the SmackDown Women's Championship match, a rematch between La Luchadora, Becky Lynch, against Alexa Bliss. I like this match a lot. I still think that they can do better. But... Did you legitimately, like I did, think that Alexa Bliss like dislocated her elbow or something? At first, but then I thought about, okay, she's a gymnast, so she's probably double jointed. Yeah, I, like I saw it, and I was like, oh my god! Yeah, because I looked disgusting. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I literally said out loud, oh my god, watching it yeah. by myself. Oh my god! Yeah. JR? It brought the JR out in me. My god, oh my! <laughs> I like the intensity they have. I like how much you know they hate each other. Um... But we got another La Luchadora distraction. It's Naomi, right? No. Who is it? I don't know, because whoever it is, it's not, she's not black. Cause yeah, because you, you could tell you tell Naomi white hair. by the butt. Yeah. There's no junk in the trunk. It's not Mickey James, not enough junk. See, she was wearing a cape, so... Could it be summer? I it was just covered up. The cape wasn't that long, though, I don't think. I don't know, I look... I couldn't recognize the mouth. Cause they, yeah. the ma- you could see the mouth. I couldn't recognize it. So I'm not Probably gonna Liv issue. Morgan. She's not doing anything. Well, she's actually work- she, it's not Liv Morgan because she's actually working Royal House shows. Is she really? Yeah, she was she was at the Royal, at the Royal House show. Why? 
<laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. But she was working the raw. She was at the Barclays Center work, working the Royal House show with Sasha and Bailey. That's interesting. The internet is speculating that it's Deanna Perazzo. That's what the internet is speculating. But I know it's not Mickey James or, or Naomi because there's not enough junk in the trunk. Hmm. Not enough junk in the trunk. All right. I mean, I looked for that and I felt like it was covered by. Oh, a we cape. know you were looking for that. Why should we a cape? I don't know, but did this tarnish the match for you at all? It was a good story because Becky, Becky, um, played that yeah. last week. It was a good story to the match. It was an interesting twist. And then, um, and then the Alexa arm spot that was like, like you just said, wow, wow. Yeah, there there were a couple spots in this that were a little sloppy, but that's gonna happen. Yeah. And I liked that the match ended on a DDT. Yeah, you don't see that too often. Stone Cold was happy. Yeah. I, yeah, I you did. You see it every time Dean Ambrose wins. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Well, the double, see, I don't count that as yeah. the, the Jake Roberts DDT. Mm-hmm. The double arm DDT, because Foley used to use that. Too. Yeah. You are right, though. You did You did get me there. Wait, I know who La Luchador is. Who? See the Edge of Christian. <laughs> what? I, I figured out who La Luchador was. Which, which one is more likely? Probably Christian. Because <laughs> Edge, Edge yeah. has that thing with his neck. I don't think he'll risk himself for Alexa Bliss. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Um, I do like how Becky definitely switched up her wrestling style to be that character last yeah, week. No, that was awesome. It's awesome. such a great touch. Uh, I mean, like, I knew it was her, but I was like, she's doing a good job of, like, throwing yeah. you off yeah. the scent. And you didn't know, no, it was until her the until the, the arm bar. Um... I did. No, like, I knew it was her. She she has a little fanny on her too. <laughs> I did like Dasha. You identified the booty. Yeah, <laughs> I did like Dasha asking Alexa afterwards, like, "Who do you think it is?" And she was like, "I don't know. Probably Sasha Banks." <laughs> she was like, "No, whoever that is is much bigger than Sasha Banks." Oh, that is probably Na- Naomi Jackson, or yeah. probably Nia Jackson, and then walks off. Yeah, it's Nia so, Jackson. I don't know when we find out who it is, but is this La Luchadora going to be wreaking havoc on the SmackDown women now? I don't know. I wonder how this is going to play out. Because that's one thing SmackDown. They actually got me intrigued. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, we also had a, a spot with Nikki interviewing with Dasha Fuentes. Basically just talking about Natty and whatever. I don't know where that's going to go. I guess they're going to have a match. But the next intriguing thing is James Ellsworth still at it with Carmella. Looking good. She did look good. Uh... <laughs> She said she finds him uniquely attractive. <laughs> JBL again threw out the, uh, the human abomination. Yo, he know. rips him every time. It's <laughs> so hilarious. He looks like a turtle without a shell. <laughs> that's a pretty good JBL. He does, that's one of my favorite turtles. Michael looks like that's a turtle the, without a shell. Oh, my gosh. I missed this so much. We, found the, we found the missing link. No, I don't, I don't know where this is going to go either. I can't wait. You're interested, A-Lo, to see where it's going to go? Yeah, I, I'm so interested. Lowdown, are you interested to see how this James Ellsworth, uh, Carmella thing turns out? I'm more interested to see James Ellsworth versus JBL WrestleMania. <laughs> you think there's a chance we get that? I hope so. I just want him to clothesline him from hell. <laughs> that would be pretty great. Joseph, Carmella and James Ellsworth, do you have any interest in this? Not really. No? No. Not tickling the fancy. No? Okay. I mean, I'm curious. I will give them this. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they could do that's going to be all that interesting. But I'm like, I have no idea what's, what's going to happen, and I'm curious to find out. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what would cast us to Ellsworth. Uh, the, uh, what is it, the uh, East River Crossing? Uh-huh. 
I don't know. Anybody else have anything to add on the, the SmackDown women? Uh, no, 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 not really. No, the match was good. I enjoyed it. I mean, there were some some misses, but I like mm-hmm. the transitions they had. Outside well, of that. I guess we'll trans translate that into the women's match of the year category. Nominees are Sasha Banks versus Charlotte, Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch, WrestleMania 32. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte, Raw, November 27th. Mickey James versus Asuka, TakeOver Toronto. And Asuka versus Bailey, TakeOver Dallas. Um, Lowdown, I'll let you take this one first. All right. Um, shout out. How to last little? How to narrow down my numbers a little bit? But I'm gonna stick with it. Um, okay. Number five is Oscar and Bailey because Bailey pretty much just got choked up. Um, <laughs> and you know, it was, I I just didn't see her beating Oscar. I just I just didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, four is Sasha versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch, and I know that may come off a little appalling, but I feel like the whole flair pulling Sasha thing that ruined that whole match for me. Um. They just did. Like, I felt like they were going fine, and then he did that, and it, it ruined it for me. And little stuff can ruin things for me, and that was the little thing that ruined that match for me. Mm-hmm. Put it down. Further on the list, and but I, I do appreciate Sasha wearing the Eddie Guerrero garb. That's <laughs> <great>. <laughs> uh, three is Mickey James versus Asuka. It was a great match, but I more so was happy that Mickey James was back. Um, because it's Mickey James. Mm-hmm. Um, two, uh, Sasha versus Charlotte Helen and Sale. Um, mostly because of the, the pre-attack before the cell came down was great. Yeah. And it was good storytelling in it. Um, even though the ending was kind of, nah, but it was still overall a good match. So I'll take it. And number one is Sasha versus Charlotte fall count anywhere because it was, a, it was just, it was, it was amazing. Like it was just a great match, not even for just two women, but it was just a great match period overall. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, Halo, how about your rankings? All right, number five, I'm going to go with Oscar versus Bailey. I take over Dallas because after that match, you just didn't know how to feel because Bailey's so endearing. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, Bailey lost. You couldn't, you couldn't really believe it. Number four, I'm going to go with Mickey James versus Oscar. It was great to see Mickey James back in the ring. She'll be back sometime next month, according to their dirt sheets. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking yes. Forward- <laughs> so I'm looking, for- I'm looking forward to seeing her back in action. But this great, this match was great. She was the Oscar was saying she didn't have any competition. Mickey James is the perfect veteran to be put in that match with her. So that's my number four. Number three, I had a, I had a tough decision, but. I'm going to go with the Hell in a Cell at number three. It was a, it was a great spectacle because of the first Hell in a Cell match for a women. It, it, you can't really knock them for the things that went wrong in that match because they're, they're the first, it was the first time they were in the cell and they had to go through the motion, so you can't knock them for everything yeah. that went wrong in that match. And number two, I'm going to go with the WrestleMania 32 triple threat. The, the spectacle of what that was because there was a – a stat going around that no women's match went no longer than 10 minutes mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. And they just debuted the championships. So there were tons of emotion. There was pure investment in that match more than any other ma- any of the other matches on this in, in these nominees. I know you were heartbroken with Sasha Laws because mm-hmm. I don't know. I know most of us hated WrestleMania. But I have mentioned on the show that if some of the decisions went the other way, we probably have a, have a different, out, different view of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. And then n- number one, the false count anywhere because like I said that match was amazing 
it, it took it, you don't you don't see four count anywhere matches as much anymore. And the fact they took advantage of the entire arena, literally going anywhere, was great. And the finish inside the crowd was awesome. And then Char- just the little things with Charlotte staying in the crowd crying after she lost was perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I am with you on that. My ranking, my number five is Oscar versus Mickey James. I, I'm starting to feel when I when I say number five, I almost feel like I'm insulting it, but it's not. <laughs> but when I say number five, I mean this is in the top five. Oscar Mickey James. My number four, I had Oscar versus Bailey, uh, take over Dallas. The reason I had that slightly ahead of the Mickey James match was because of actually kind of to your point, Halo. It actually I actually felt sad afterwards. <laughs> like I felt bad for Bailey. Like that it elicited a legitimate emotion from me when it ended. As Lil Down would say, she got choked out. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she did that is yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> it's a year of the choke out. It is. Um, my number three, I would say Sasha versus Charlotte, Hell in a Cell. I love this match. Uh, I was excited for it. Uh, just so happens that. My number two, Sasha versus Becky versus Charlotte, WrestleMania 32. I had been campaigning so long, my my writing on TJR, my discussions on this show, that I wanted them to be in a prominent position at WrestleMania. I wanted it to be a women's title, not a divas title. I wanted them to get treated as they were as important to the show as the men. And this was the first time I truly felt like they're not just saying it, they're actually doing it. Uh, they renamed the women's title. They renamed them superstars. They were advertised all over Dallas as like a key cog in the WrestleMania machine that week. Yeah, they were on the uh, the thing outside of the stadium. Yeah, like in they, the middle. Exactly. They like they really <clears throat> they really put their money where their mouth was as far as this match. Uh, the only reason it's not number one is because on Raw that Falls Count Anywhere match was incredible. And you know, I had said the week before on the show, I don't want to see this again. Like, I'm done with it. There's no reason to do it. They made it a false count anywhere. And blew me away. Like, I went from, I don't need to see this again, to I think I, I, think I may have actually stood up and cheered when it ended. <laughs> Cried a little bit. I, di- I didn't quite cry, but I was very happy. And I was like, wow, like, these two women... Managed to just continue topping themselves Put every time. Line. And um, so that's my number one. And Joseph, I'm curious what your rankings are. Well, I'm not going to spend too much time in the description because I'm kind of similar to the European mm-hmm. champion over there. <laughs> um, he kind of broke it all down, and my numbers kind of match up with his. So I went five, Oscar versus Bailey. Four, uh, number four, Mickey James versus Oscar takeover. I went three for uh, Charlotte, Hell in the Cell. Charlotte, Sasha's Hell in the mm-hmm. Cell. Again, good match. First time we saw that. Uh, two, I went with Sasha versus Charlotte versus Becky Lynch. Like you said, prominent the first time we're in the main stage, and they put on a great match. And number one, I went Sasha versus Charlotte on the um, Falls Count Anywhere. I mean, unique match. Just the way it finished was super, super cool. So that, that's my numbers. Like I said, it was Kendall, a lot. The candlestick bit was really great, too. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And this is another thing I said. I was just complaining about how I'm tired of the kendo stick. Because all you can do is hit somebody over the back with it. It's not interesting. And they made such great use of it 
you know, whether it was to get out of the submission, I, I don't know. I, I did like the, uh, and you could tell how much Charlotte did not want to get hit with it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Sasha, got, <laughs> I mean, Charlotte got hit in a very unpleasant place with that thing. Yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah. It was it was obvious how you much know? he did not want to get hit with it anymore. So that's actually a good a good uh, good observation by you. Uh, we had a clean sweep again, right? Yes, we did. So what are our rankings for women's match of the year? Finishing fifth is Oscar versus Bailey from Takeover Dallas with five points. Finishing fourth is Nikki Jane versus Dallas from Takeover Toronto with eight points. Finishing, <laughs> finishing third is Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair Hell in a Cell. Finishing second is Sasha versus Charlotte versus Becky WrestleMania 32 with 14 points. And the unanimous choice for number one is Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Flair Hell, um, False Count Anywhere from Raw. Deservedly so. Um, so moving back to SmackDown. Tag Team Division, Four Corners Elimination Tag Team Championship Match. I thought this was pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Solid match. Hot crowd. Hot crowd. Um, Slater is still over, despite <laughs> the fact that he's rarely doing anything anymore. He's has kids. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. He's, he's attending to his kids and I, swimming in his above I like how in the very beginning, too, the um, Y family just sort of stayed off and mm-hmm. stayed out of it and kind of let those other three tag teams kind of... Yeah, there, there are a couple a things I like. I thought Gable... For anyone who has not gotten their fill of Gable before Tuesday night, they got their fill that night. Like because, my best friend. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. the bridging German suplexes on Rhino and Harper, it, so Chris, he's unbelievable, that guy. Chad Gable's amazing. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how you how you can't give him his props. Like they're both definitely great, but Chad Gable, like he's he's no, my goodness. He's just a beast. He picked uh, one guy up like from the mat. It was yeah. he's impressive. So, so sick. So sick. <laughs> sick. Yeah, I love He's those nice. two. Um, I'm happy they're champions. Um, what was that? He's nice. <laughs> I'm happy that they're champions. My only thing is, we didn't get like a real build to it. Like they, no. we didn't have like a story leading to it. They didn't do like anything right before this, and then just got the titles. I mean, did I miss the story? Like, no. no. <laughs> I think so, WWE missed the story. Yeah, uh, but I'm happy that they have them now. I think they did it wrong. They, they they should have been had it, and then I feel like th- at this point, the Wyatts should have taken it off of them, and they should have had a little run with it. Because I like what they were they like where they were going with the Wyatts, and I feel like they just you know they they get away with it, and now they're on American Alpha. And I'm not mad that they're on American Alpha, but I feel like they should have been on American Alpha, and now should have been a, the Wyatts time for a little bit, let them go through it, and then I guess you know at some point American Alpha takes it back once the Wyatts don't need it anymore. That's how I feel too. Like I think they should have built up American Alpha more, like the way they did in NXT, mm-hmm. kind of sell them a little bit, then have them, you know. Get they the should titles. have had a chase, like a chase for the title, not and just not just get knocked out for periods at a time and not see them for weeks and then say they're either going to win this title. I mean, I think they kind of rushed to put them on American Alpha because they want to start driving a wedge between or anyone. Well, in, in the they rushed rides. it because remember the Zack Ryder got hurt. Yeah. yeah, so they did rush this. But but even still, I feel like they the the very night after the Wyatts win the tag team titles, the talk from commentary is, you know, nobody's going to be able to beat these guys. They're going to hold these things as long as they want to, and they lost. Yeah, the I, I I really did not want to see the high bros with the title. I'm sorry, Mojo Riley does nothing for me. No, me neither. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, but every time a team like that happens, they always build them like that, but they don't ever hold the titles long. Yeah, like, he just has way too much energy, and the shorts that he was wearing were terrible. Not a fan of the Zubaz shorts? <laughs> no, they, were, they were terrible. Like, I didn't know if he was going to surf or not, if he was going to wrestle or what. <laughs> he Slater's still over. They could put it on them for, for, for temporary. Do that, so. 
Um, and then build up the American Alpha correctly. How long do we think Alpha holds them for now? I don't know because what what's, see, there was no built to them really winning, but they gave you a story out of it because essentially Luke Harper ran to Randy Orton, mm-hmm. so that ended up costing the match. And then even before the Wyatt family won the tag team titles, the story was between Randy Orton and Luke Harper. How Orton, oh, Harper didn't trust that guy. Yeah, he just didn't buy it. And now Harper's the reason that they lost the match. So now Bray Wyatt's kind of in the middle because you saw them actually in a scuffle after yeah. the match. So yeah. now Bray Wyatt will lead towards Randy Orton. And, and now push Harper out the Wyatt family so Orton can get Harper, um, Wyatt to himself because that, that's the intriguing story because the, the Orton is saying he's like a snake He'll, he's going to strike at any at, at a certain time exactly that's what I'm saying they did this the wrong way because the, they made the titles to American Alpha almost a secondary story to driving a wedge between the uh, Wyatt family it's almost secondary yeah but they had to get the title from, to start the story anyway yeah I have two things one is a comment about this match it's the last thing I want to say about this match and the other thing I want to put Halo over for a second. Uh, the thing about the match, the DDT on the ropes, and JBL said vintage Randy Orton. <laughs> and he said some other announcer somewhere else is saying that, which I thought was a good uh, good homage to Michael Cole. Um, Mago. Mago. <laughs> now, Halo said, uh, I believe the very first show we did after the draft, that Raw has all of the established young stars. SmackDown got all the young stars that still need to be developed. Because um, a lot of people were talking about how lopsided these rosters were. And to your credit, like that basically is what happened. Like Baron Corbin, title shot, you know, in a pretty high-profile match. Alexa Bliss, SmackDown Women's Champion, American Alpha. Breakout Superstar of the Year. Yeah, Breakout Star of the Year, Alexa Bliss. So you saw that ahead, like that they're going to be developing these young guys who aren't developed yet. And that's what they're doing. Took them a little well, time to get there. Oh, good. Me personally, I felt like I felt like SmackDown would want to be better than Raw myself. Um, not taking any shine from him, but I felt like it wanted to be better because like I felt like Raw was too stacked, and I felt like even though they were stacked, they just weren't going to manage everyone well. And, and they haven't. That came perfectly to fruition. They have not managed it well. And they got crushed a little bit with their stories when um, Finn Balor dropped off so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a shame. Um, because he shouldn't have went to that show. But anyway. <laughs> well, actually, no, he probably should have went to that he, show. But well, I, that's, but that's Vince's guy. Yeah. Oh, trust yeah. me, me and Ron got a full dose of it. The Demon uh, King. Yeah. Oh, introduced yeah. as a Demon King. You haven't heard it in a long time, so is it, no. is it still hurting you? Still, yeah, it turned my stomach a little bit. He was, he was yeah. so bad. Yeah, I feel like, like he has face paint. He has a mystic. Mine's Billy Undertaker. That's basically exactly what it is. We have three awards left. Uh, we're about to have two left because we're going to get to show of the year. So, Joseph, you want to take this one first? Well, sure. Let me, let me list the nominees first. We have Payback, Survivor Series, Battleground, NXT TakeOver Dallas, and Extreme Rules. So a tough one to judge. I had to try and go back and try and watch as many pay-per-views as I can in, mm-hmm. a, in a short amount of time frame. But for nah. me... I went um, Survivor Series 5. It, it wasn't really that great of a show for me. I, I didn't remember. It wasn't anything special. Four, I went Extreme Rules. It was a good pay-per-view. Uh, three, I went Payback. Um, I thought you know, there were some good matches in there. Um, AJ, always a great time. Um, two, I went to Battleground. And then one for me was the NXT TakeOver Dallas. Just the card, the matches. Everything I saw out of that was like just... Top to bottom, a phenomenal pay-per-view for me. Hmm. 
I didn't think you were going to go that way. Ayla, what's, what about yours? All right, my number five is going to be Extreme Rules. Watch, Natch, you know I hate giving pay-per-views, and I was adamant about not going because this was New Jersey. I was adamant about not going. I watched it with the big day, my best friend. And at, at the night, when night ended, I was like, I wish I wouldn't have went to this match. Because the AJ Styles versus Roman Reigns match was awesome. I, it's, it's not on this match of the year card. Was that the phenomenal forum through the announce table? Yes. Okay. Yep. It's not one of the, the finals, uh, finals of the match of the year, but I felt one of these matches should have been either this match or the one that payback. But even in Seth Rollins' return, the end of the night was, was perfect ending to it. That was Extreme Rules? Yes. Okay, thanks. That helps me with my rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and number four, I'm going to go with Payback. I, I, I enjoy Payback. Payback always kind of surprises everybody, but Payback has usually been good since, since they brought it, back, brought it to the WWE Network. And that's another one of the Roman AJ matches. Um, and I believe Enzo got hurt that pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And, um, just, just, just a great, just a, fun, just a, fun, a really fun show. I know Miz and Cesaro had that match. For the IC title, so that that was a great show. And number three, I'm going to go with Survivor Series. Survivor Series, it was a really fun show, but I felt they just left so much on the table, mm-hmm. especially with those with the matches that had stakes. It's like they just played it safe and mm-hmm. nothing really changed, so that took away from it. But the, the the men's elimination match was great. The tag team was a cluster, but the reason I have it Too so many. low is because hmm. the matches that had stakes just felt flat. Yeah. Um. All right. So, I'll take I'm my not done yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and number two, I'm going with NXT TakeOver Dallas. The ma- the, the card was stacked. The debut was just hit on Kamara versus Sami Zayn, Balor, Joe. The the loss of Bailey to Asuka, which is so which is so hard to kind of, mm-hmm. like, oh, man, Bailey just lost. The crowd didn't know how to feel. Mm-hmm. And then number one, since we were there, I'm kind of biased. I'm going with Battleground because, like, I, like we said earlier, Bailey's debut just set the night off for us. There was only probably one bad match, and that was the Miz versus Darren Young. Ugh. Yeah. Which, How can that be a good match? Yeah. So it was <laughs> th- that. That was the the low point. Well, Darren Young was the low point. The Miz is great. Yeah. Was he ever made great again? No. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I'm still trying to figure out who was great in the first place. But all right. <laughs> yeah. He never was. Yeah. So <laughs> that's the monkey wrench. Yeah. And one. we also got, we also got the Shield Triple Threat. There was a lot left to be. There was a lot left on the table for that triple threat because Roman was out for so long. So the match didn't really feel right, but the entire show was really fun. Enzo cut the promo, the, his best promo of his career, mm-hmm. probably. I still love that promo to this day. So Battleground was my show. Yeah, okay. My number five, Extreme Rules. Similar, I'm not a big gimmick pay-per-view guy. Number five. Four, Survivor Series. It actually turned out to be better than I expected. Like, it actually ended up being a really good show. Um, like you said, the men's elimination match I thought was great. Uh, my number three is TakeOver Dallas. Uh, it was a great show. Nakamura Zane was great. Um, loved the show from top to bottom. Um, number two, Payback. Uh, it was the first show of the new era. Um, we had a lot of great matches on that card. And it, it felt that night like we were getting something new. Uh, we didn't. I don't remember if we knew about the brand split yet or not. No, I guess we didn't. But to me, they were they were billing it as it's a new time in WWE, and it actually felt that way that night. Vince on the fresh. Figure it out. <laughs> My number one battleground. I thought it was a great show. Uh, being there live helps, obviously. Uh, but that's my number one. And lowdown. We'll let you close this one out if you finished your list. <clears throat> yeah, I did. Um, this was actually the hardest one for me because like. 
I just don't remember shows much mm-hmm. afterwards. I just remember moments. Um, yeah. Show five is payback because I don't remember it. Um, <laughs> I just I don't remember it at all. Um, four is, and this was higher, but I had to think about some of the things that rubbed me the wrong way with some of the matches. But Survivor Series is four because just I don't know some of the order of how people were eliminated. I just I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I, I thought it was great. It was originally hired, but it, it moved down because I had to think about some things. Um, three is Battleground. I didn't go, so, you know, I don't... I don't <laughs> <laughs> doesn't hold that high regard to me as far as it's going. Um, but uh, uh, Dean and Ambrose won the title, so that's what pushed that down. <laughs> and uh, it was Bailey's debut, but I just felt like it could have been done better <clears throat> or differently. So... Um, Two, I'm going with Extreme Rules um, because of the Fatal 4-Way and the Styles versus Rain match. Also, it's the night when Seth Rollins came back, so I was very, very hyped about that. So that was kind of close to one, actually. But I'm going to go with NXT TakeOver Dallas for one because all the matches were great. I didn't necessarily in my mind think, can I skip this when I watched it? So I agree with you. Yeah. So, finishing in fifth place with eight points in Survivor Series. Finishing fourth with nine points is Extreme Rules. Finishing third with ten points is Payback. And another tie for first is Battleground and TakeOver Dallas with 17 points. You know what? I can deal with that. Let's go to the producer. Battleground. I was going to go with TakeOver Dallas. (laughs) Because if if we're both biased because we were there... And the other one got votes for people who weren't it either. I feel like our opinion is probably swayed a little bit, whereas their opinion is probably a little bit more uh, set in reality. On the level? Yeah. And not to mention that the debut of Nakamura, a huge moment in the WWE company. So I say we go NXT, TakeOver Dallas. And a lot of people came out of that saying NXT stole WrestleMania weekend. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, that Nakamura and, and Sami Zayn match was about a match say, of right? that whole weekend. Yeah, you're about like, to say that. <laughs> it's a match of the whole weekend. Yeah, so I'll say NXT TakeOver Dallas earns the first ever Matt Madness Show of the Year Award. Now we have two awards left. Does anybody else have anything else they want to add about SmackDown before we get to the last two awards? No, it's better than Raw. <laughs> yes. Alo, you agree? 16 time. <laughs> I agree as well. Uh, so let's move on to the next uh, next award. Superstar of the Year. Alo, I'll go to you first on this one. The nominees are... I'm surprised we're not unanimous. <laughs> Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Dean Ambrose, and Finn Balor. Alo, what is your ranking of Superstar of the Year? All right, number five, I'm going to go with Dean Ambrose because, like we said, it's, it's, hard to lo- it's hard to get behind him. And we say that we say all the time on this show. He was the world champion. He didn't feel like it. His, his world title feuds were about low blows and James Ellsworth, and that's not great TV, for, mm-hmm. great entertainment for me. It's, 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 it gets pops out of little kids, but yeah. not, it's not going to get a pop out of most, most of everybody else. So Dean Ambrose is number, my number five. Number four, we with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, he had one of my markout moments. Not, not it wasn't listed as a nominee, but a markout moment with Kevin Owens winning mm-hmm. because 
we know what kind of guy he is, and we never thought Vince would put one of his his main title. Well, Universal is his main, t- main title, but you don't understand what I mean. He wouldn't put the big title on Kevin Owens because of the kind of guy Kevin, o- the kind of size Kevin Owens is. But Kevin Owens is my number four. Number three, I'm going with. This was this is kind of tough, but I'm gonna go with Finn Balor. Finn Balor, longest reigning NXT champion, well, became the longest NXT range, longest reigning NXT champion of all time. But he, he has the Oscar effect. He hardly wrestled, and he was the first inaugural Universal Champion. Raw misses him desperately because who knows what Raw would be with with, with Finn Balor as a champion. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns may actually be in the mid card, and actually get some get, get actually get something out of that, and, and the United States title. So Finn Balor is my number three. Number two, Roman Reigns, because I don't care what anybody says. You boo him. What are you booing him for? This guy delivers mm-hmm. every single time. Damn, Brian. <laughs> this man delivers every <laughs> single time. And you boo him for what? There's no reason Damn to Brian. boo this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no reason to boo Roman Reigns. There's none at all. This guy delivers. And like Damn, Brian, it is. <laughs> <laughs> we were there, so we know. <laughs> and number one, AJ Styles, of course, because like, like we said earlier in the show, a TNA guy comes in and wins Vince's title. P1. I, I don't know what Vince knows if he was in TNA, but because you, you know how Vince is. Like, yeah. TNA? What's that? Mm. We got rid of that tag team. <laughs> He's had enough TNA to know what it is. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So this, the, guy, the fact that this guy came in in January and nine months, well, four months to the, four months to his tenure, he's in the main event scene, and then five months from that, he's the world champion in the in the main title, the mm-hmm. WWE title. So, and he beat John Cena. He's and he beat John someplace. Cena. Mm-hmm. Beat up John. Beat up John Cena. <laughs> so AJ Styles is my superstar of the year. Joseph, I'll roll with the punches here. I'm gonna go five. Dean Ambrose. He just doesn't, you know. I mean, he brought up the asylum match. Please don't ever bring that out again. Mm-hmm. Number four, Roman Reigns. Not because he's not a good superstar, but for me, um, the other guys in the list are kind of ahead of him. And I mean, he was out four minutes dancing drugs. He pulled a trambiki on us <laughs> and was knocked out of the title picture because of it. <laughs> Number three, Kevin Owens. Um, I feel you know he's lost a little momentum with the title run, but before that, he was it was it was a big name. He was, I mean, he just needs to be booked a little better with the title right here. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I want Finn Balor. Like you said, longest running NXT champion. Um, the way he came up and he ran through the roster and was automatically in the title picture and won the title was kind of impressive. If he wasn't hurt. We would have saw more out of him, so I, I moved him to two. Number one, without question, the, the phenomenal one, AJ Styles. Um, everything he does has been, it's been, been excellent to watch. Uh, I look forward to watching all his matches. He brings out the best of the wrestlers. Um, his match with John Cena, um, I actually saw unique wrestling from John Cena. He brought something out of John Cena mm-hmm. that you don't really see a lot of um, as far as you know changing up maneuvers and things like that. And it, I think he does that with a lot of other wrestlers as well, so... Uh, I like that. Um, I will go with number five, Dean Ambrose. Uh, number four, Kevin Owens. Um, I think Kevin Owens is great, but I think, like, we talked about this earlier for the last few months, he's kind of the number two guy in a two-man group. Um, 
Three, I'll go Finn Balor. He probably would have been higher for me had it not been for this injury and him missing this time. Um, two, I will go Roman Reigns. Uh, I think he's had an incredible year. He's had some incredible pay-per-view matches. Uh, I think he gets a really hard time from the crowd. Uh, a lot of it not deserved. Uh, and he would be number one if not for AJ Styles coming over to WWE. He has he showed up in WWE. He turned out to be everything any one of us could have expected and more. Um, so I go AJ Styles number one. And load down. I will let you close this category out. What are your rankings for Superstar of the Year? Well, <coughs> we, yeah, bros. Um, I'm sure we know who's number five. We do. <laughs> no but brainer. I'll say, I'll say it for those of you who need to hear it. <laughs> Dean Ambrose is number five because Dean Ambrose is number five. Um, yeah, that's nothing for me, so he's number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, four is Finn Balor, um, and I put Finn at number four because... Uh, he's 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 had some good matches, but he to me hasn't done anything like super great this year. And then with the injury, that kind of like takes him off the board for me a little bit. But I, what I understand is Finn has been hurt for a while. So why is Seth Rollins on this list? <laughs> Seth Rollins hasn't done anything. Seth Rollins has only been around. Seth Rollins has been around just a little bit less than Balor, and Seth hasn't done anything. But he's done more than Balor. No, he hasn't. Not in the time frame. When did, what do you really remember from Balor? Balor got, Balor got hurt in August. No, I mean, when, when Rollins got hurt, what, November 15? Yeah. He, and he came, came back, in, back May. in May. So he missed five months. To answer your question, Balor had the NXT title longest run, plus he came up and won the uh, yeah. first ever Universal title right off the bat. Well, uh, I mean, I guess that tickles your face. He does. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Balor's four, um, just because I mean he hasn't done anything on it. Honestly, if, I think if they'd have put him with the club, that'd have done something for me. But they didn't, so it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, three is Roman Reigns. Um, Roman, despite what you know the crowd's reactions or whatever, he he definitely can go. He's definitely a good wrestler. He's definitely had great matches. Um, he's three because they haven't turned him heel yet, and I definitely <laughs> want them to turn him heel. <laughs> And so that's in my book. That's really hurting him, mm-hmm. and, and as that aspect. But let's not forget that that dude was superstar of the year one year, a couple of years yeah. ago, before the pre boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two is Kevin Owens because even though he's with Jericho and he's playing second fiddle a little bit, he's still holding his own even in that role. And even before he hooked up with Jericho, like he's he was doing a great job this whole year. All of his matches have been great. He's 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 amazing with talking to people in the ring, mm-hmm. bashing them and. Backstage commentary, things like that. So he's he's number two in my book, and number one, I mean, unanimous AJ Styles because he's just he's phenomenal. Like he's been there and he's had great. Even a lot of people bash his matches with Chris Jericho. I tend to think they weren't that bad. Like they were so good. He's taken some of the most craziest bumps I've ever seen. I mean, ever probably just you know, <laughs> and he's landed them clean. Like, yeah. like he's like a cat. Like he just. <laughs> He lands clean, and he does land. Like, I think that, that the ankle injury or whatever was, like, the first injury he's had or that I remember him having for a while. And, like, I've seen way, him take way worse dives than what he could have had for his ankle, man. He's just, like, he's just he's just amazing. Like, yeah. his, his matches have been great. It's hard, to, it's hard to not put him number one. Like, it's just hard not to. It is. Halo, what do we got for our final tally for Superstar of the Year? All right. 
finished at the bottom, literally. Mm-hmm. Dean Ambrose number f- four <laughs> points. Number four was Kevin Owens with 11 points. In third place, Finn Balor with 12 points. In second place, Roman Reigns with 13. And a unanimous choice for Superstar of the Year, AJ Styles with 15. Yeah, well, the, the biggest blowout of the night. Baller, I believe. <laughs> biggest blowout of the night. Now, Donovan was Still. not the only one with a question about who made the list for Super Superstar of the Year. You're going to be surprised about this one, Halo. Question from friend of the show, Joe Lafferty. Oh, goodness. I think Ambrose beats Miz next week. I think Miz wins the Rumble after and finally leaves to challenge Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the title. That was a terrible idea. (laughs) While I'm on record criticizing his in-ring work, I think he ranks number two after AJ for Superstar of the Year. How and why was he left off your list? So this is a question directly Uh, for you. He didn't do anything other than as of recently. I mean, let's be honest here. (laughs) It was... It was hard. This list was not easy to come up with. Because remember, I wanted Charlotte on this list. If we if we had if we narrowed this list down to, to eight guys, maybe six guys, the Miz would be on here. Cause it's hard to actually rank these guys. Because you want to rank the most important guys on the show. Mm-hmm. When the, the first few months of the Miz's Intercontinental title reign, he wasn't the most he wasn't the most important guy. Now, starting around August well, when he started his Dolph Ziggler stuff, that's when the Miz became more important. He was great before then. But he started actually being shown, uh, being raised to an important level. So these other guys, they've been important throughout the whole year. He didn't have a long enough run at his current importance. Yes. Yeah, because like after the Fatal Four Way at Extreme Rules, like he faced what um, he was all for a month, filming the Marine Five, Mm -hmm. and then he fought Darren Young. Then he fought Apollo Crews. None of that we cared about, unfortunately. And then after that, it was, it was his Dolph stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and that's and then until he cut the promo on Daniel Bryan, that's when like yeah. people woke up with the yeah. Miz. Yeah, that's when he took off. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's when people. Here, that's when everybody woke up. Only, he was great before, but that promo is when he woke and up. And not only that, I can't argue the fact that Miz could be up here because he's made relevant the Intercontinental Title again, which is awesome. But all these guys you have on your list are guys that competed or have been in the main title picture, and that's kind of where we're at for for. For superstar of the year. Yeah, but the Miz was thought about because I think you mentioned to me the Miz should be on here, but I'm like, this list is kind of hard. Yeah. No, I agree. It is very hard. Because I said I wanted the Miz and Charlotte on here. I thought we both did. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, final award of the night is the the end of the night at the Oscars movie of the year. We have match of the year. The contestants are John Cena versus AJ Styles at SummerSlam. Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura, TakeOver Dallas. DIY versus The Revival, TakeOver Toronto. Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa, The Cruiserweight Classic. Sasha Banks versus Charlotte Raw, November 27th. Uh, Donovan, I'll let you go first on this one. Can I go second? Because I actually uh, nah, didn't write that can. one down. I'm on the- you can. Halo, you want to go first? No disrespect to this match. Mm-hmm. But number five, I got Sasha versus Charlotte from Raw. This was probably, this was a great match, but this was the least invested of a match out of these five. So that's why, that's, this is my number five. Number four, I'm going to go with DIY versus The Revival by TakeOver Toronto. Great match, great story, but like I said, I was invested into this match, but it's not the most match I was invested into. Number three, 
Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura at TakeOver Dallas. I may get heat for that. It was a Sami Zayn swan song. You know, when everybody has that swan song in NXT, it's kind of emotional, and you guys mm-hmm. kind of feel for them. And Shinsuke debuting, you know, when you, when you, when you leave the NXT, you, go, you, you lose. So, but this match was perfect. It was an excellent match. Probably everybody match, everybody's match of the year. Number two, I'm going with Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa from the Cruiserweight Classic. I don't have to say anything about this match because Moro and Ronaldo said it perfectly. These guys are tag team partners. Mm-hmm. These guys killed each other. Literally killed each other in this match. That's why this is my number two. And number one, I'm going with John Cena versus AJ Styles from SummerSlam. It might, I might be biased because we were there and that was the only good thing to come out of SummerSlam. And the, oh my God, who the fuck John Cena was the Match of the Night Award? <laughs> but the investment of this match and what this match meant to the fans because... Like we said, when Cena lost his match, the fans were legitimately cheering. And it wasn't like, you, you deserve it, Chance. It was like, yeah, you lost. Mm-hmm. Because we, as fans, even we, we're, we're, we're guilty of it as well, that we wanted Cena to lose for the longest time, and he didn't put over guys. But this was the perfect time he had to put somebody over, and he put him over clean. That was the most important thing, that he actually put AJ Styles over clean and actually showed so, so someone a uh, passing of a torch. Mm-hmm. All right, Lowdown, what's your match of the year ranking? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> you want to go third? No, nah, I got it down. <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm still debating my top two, but I'm just going to roll with it for now. Um, five is uh, Cena versus AJ Styles. Um, that hurts. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Just It, it didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love the so, apology. Yeah. Just, <laughs> sorry, I, guys. I mean, it just is like um, compared to the other matches, like it just it just is um, to me. Uh, four is Sasha versus Charlotte. Like I said, like that was just a great match to me. Like and they they did a wonderful job with that match. So I'm sorry, I gotta put that four. Uh, three, actually the top three are all kind of tossy up for me. Uh, three DIY versus the Revival. Um, another great match. Um, I don't know. I felt like. I don't know. It could have went either way in that match, and it was just like a lot of topsy turvy with how it could have went. But nonetheless, great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the top two kind of torn between. Um, but I'll put two: a Gargano versus Ciampa. Um, I mean, everyone who who's a real wrestling fan knows that it's just it was a top of the line wrestling match. Like they these guys put it all on the line. Like they they left it all out there, and you know it was just. It was just a great match, but for me, I don't know what kind of dampered it to two. For me, it was just kind of the beating that Gargano kind of took mm-hmm. most of the match, or at least to me, it seemed like he was taking most of the match. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of pulled off the win. Um, one for me, I'm gonna go with Nakamura and Sami Zayn. Uh, I just like the way that crowd sent Sami Zayn off. Like even though he lost, like you would have thought he won the way that they were sending him off, and it was just like I felt the emotion. Uh, from that in that arena at my house, you know what I mean. So like, I just felt like that was, you know, it was a great match. It was definitely a, a match where you could tell Sammy was giving his all. He wasn't trying to lose. You could tell uh, Shinsuke was, you know, giving his all. He wasn't trying to lose. And it was just a great send off for Sammy Zayn to come mm-hmm. up to the main roster. And you know, um, it, was, it was probably the, the swan song for Sammy Zayn to come up. And it was also the swan song to him not doing much on the main roster yeah. for a while. Wallowing the squalor. 
I think I seriously think that's why Sammy walked away so upset because he knew that he was going to the main roster and it wasn't going to be the same anymore. Uh, yeah, I think you're probably right. He's not the first one. I think that probably had that feeling. Uh, Joseph, your rankings for match of the year? Well, I mean, it's just tough. All these matches are terrific. Anyone mm-hmm. can be top of the top of the line. Um, and like our European champion said earlier, I mean, a couple of Roman Reigns, AJ Styles matches could have easily been, been or left here. off this list, and that was yeah, heartbreaking for me. Mm-hmm. That was heartbreaking. Those matches were awesome. But for me, again, working my way from the bottom to the top, I went um, DIY versus the Revival, and again, this was a terrific match. So it's hard for me to say five. Just where it happened to end up. I went for Charlotte versus uh, Sasha in the Raw match. Uh, I thought it was very unique, again, the way they're carrying the women's title, the way that they have those matches, so I had put that up. I couldn't leave it at the bottom. Three, I went to Zayn versus Shinsuke. Again, another fantastic match that left me wanting more, and it was kind of Sammy's swan song, um, which made it even more you know, epic for me. Two, I went um, Johnny Gargano versus Tomasa Chapa. Uh, just an excellent singles match. I like it. Like, we, we had a couple people say the same thing. Just a terrific match to watch from top to bottom. And then number one, I went John Cena versus AJ Styles, SummerSlam. Just an epic matchup between two superstars you never thought you'd really see wrestling. Crowd's kind of electric. I saw some unique moves from John Cena, and AJ Styles kind of pushed him to his limit, and we see a clean, clean win for AJ Styles. Like he said, just moving up in that, in that matter. Just awesome. Yeah, so I'll close it out. Now, I will preface with one thing I always talk about on this show is I'm, I'm always way more interested in story and what, what I feel, like what a match makes me feel, what a character makes me feel, than just the mechanics of what's happening out there. Um, so I went number five, uh, Gargano vs. Champ in the Cruiserweight Classic. I have it the lowest. I love this match. I thought it was great. Um, but I kind of agree with, with something Donovan said that Ciampa killed him that whole match, and Gargano just happens to end up winning. And I think, I, I don't know if you remember this, Alo. I said on the show, when you asked me, do I think this is a match of the year candidate? I said if they had, like, three more minutes, mm-hmm, I think, I think it was right up there. And it, it, something about it, like, there was just one little thing that they may have needed to add to it to move it up for me. Four, Zayn and Nakamura. This match was awesome. Uh... Deserves to be on the match of the year candidates. Could easily be the match of the year. Um, number three, I have DIY versus The Revival. By far the best tag team match of the year. Um, I love this match. I love the story. I remember telling you that uh, the, the British Bulldogs, one of them, I think it was a Dynamite Kid getting injured during the match. and Davey Boy. Yeah, like I, that brought me back to being like a seven-year-old kid. Like, thinking that, you know, he there's no way he can continue. Uh, number two, I'll go Sasha and Charlotte on Raw because of how, and again, anyone who's listened to this show all this time, anyone who read me on TJR for the, the previous year knows how much I supported women's wrestling, knows how much I love Sasha Banks, knows how much Charlotte grew on me and the credit I gave her for her improvement over the year. I was, I had disinvested myself from this feud at that point. And they got me back on board as if, you know, I never stopped caring about it that night. Uh, I was happy with the outcome. I thought the match was great. That it was a smart way for them to tell that story that night. It's my number two. My number one, Cena vs. Styles at SummerSlam. The match was good. 
Uh, it was the one time that night that I was happy. And I didn't even feel happy so much that Cena lost. But to me, it was like, I we all knew the year that AJ Styles was having. We all knew the importance he had to WWE at that point. To me, that was when it, I, it was finally like, okay, they're letting him go. They're not holding him back. They're not at the last minute saying, ah, oh, you know what, Cena is Cena. He has to win. That was when I knew, okay, they're letting AJ Styles be AJ Styles. His time is now, uh, to steal a phrase from John Cena. So I thought it was very important. Like it, it was kind of like a turning of the page almost. So that, to me, is why it was number one. I thought it was a very important moment. So with that being said, Ayla, what are our final rankings for match of the year? This is really interesting. <laughs> so in a tie for fourth and fifth <laughs> is DIY versus The Revival to go with Toronto and Sasha and Charlotte Flair from Raw mm-hmm. with nine points. In a tie for second <laughs> with 13 points is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura from TakeOver to Ro- Dallas and DIY versus The Revival from TakeOver Toronto. And the winner with 16 points is John Cena versus AJ Styles. Wow. So that was the closest one we've had so far. So we far. had double ties. And that was, the most, that was the most diverse yeah. and polarizing list that we've had so kinda, far. It kind of goes to show you, you take out what you want as a wrestling mm-hmm. fan. What, what you see is important. It can be different and unique for each wrestling fan. goes back to what I said on the very first show. Like, we all watch wrestling. This is why I started doing Unsanctioned. Every one of us watches wrestling in a different way. Nobody's right, nobody's wrong, nobody watches it better than anybody else. We watch it the way we watch it, we take what we take from it. And everybody's got their own opinion. So, the first ever Matt Madness match of the year goes to AJ Styles versus John Cena from SummerSlam. Um, Got to see it again at Royal Rumble. Yeah, very quickly, I would like to thank Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd. No relation. For taking the time to do this show with us. Uh, I would like to thank you for being such a great listener. Like you, I told you before, you play a really important role in what we do on this show. Like You give us things to talk about. You bring us points that we may not think to talk about otherwise. You ask us questions every week. And you come on the show, and you're unbelievably entertaining. So thank you for, thank you for the part you play in Matt Madness. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to always. have you. Um, this is the 50th. Huh? What did Alo say? I said always. Always, yeah, uh, always a pleasure. Let's not forget my nicknames, the mouth of the belt, the face of the hill, the whole effing podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I this did. This guy forget comes on the show has more of an ego than me. <laughs> He's got more nicknames than you. In an ego. <laughs> uh, this is our 50th episode. Again, we'd like to thank everyone for hanging in with us for 50. Can't wait to get to 50 more. Hopefully, you're still around. Hopefully, there's more of us. Um, four. Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, uh, the face of the heel, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Donovan Lloyd, or Alo, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the European champion, the voice that runs the place, <laughs> Aaron Lloyd, for Mr. Too many names. Sexy, yeah, for Mr. Sexy Punicana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermill. You know it. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my ball, shut the mission, man. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.